ídolo. Well, well, well. Welcome in. It is episode number 100. I love that. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is Driving Out Show. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, the Baltimore Sun, and Rolling Stone, of course. A main event. Vent, vent, vent. AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins, and we made it, boys. We made it. 100 episodes. Although we keep forgetting which episode it is, so maybe this is actually 101, or maybe this is actually not. I'm not really sure, but we're calling it episode number 100, and we're saying we have accomplished something. That's right. I don't. Well, what did we accomplish, really? I, well, we just showed up. That's all. Okay. And all it means is that we actually managed to show up and do this show every week for, um, wow, damn near the last yeah, we've, two years. Have we? Taken any week? So I feel like we may have taken one. Yeah, we did like a Christmas, holidays, yeah, yeah, one time. But other than that, every week I have to deal with you guys. No doubt. Well, um, things have happened. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it could be much worse. You could have to deal with yourself every week. That is true. This is we fact. deserve. I, I don't know if we're ever going to get paid for doing this, but it's definitely true that AJ and I deserve to get paid first for having to put up with Aaron every week. Because Aaron, as we all know. Is an asshole. Yeah, AJ is the most hated guy on the uh, show. Yeah, I think that some of that is uh... actually inaccurate. <laughs> that is an you, you, can, you can, you can, yeah, no, you can present your alternative facts. I have the polls. I have the data. Mm, all right, all right. So, um, reminder: we are not celebrating our hundredth show this week. We will be celebrating that in a couple of weeks. What's the feedback been so far? Do we? Oh, come on. Let's let's step it up. Let's yeah. let's. Uh, yeah, if you're interested, just. Email us, jobbingoutshow at gmail.com. Tweet at us. Somehow indicate that you're thinking about uh, coming. I don't understand why we had like a million people that wanted to come out for our, then when we did it in the summer and all of a sudden we tried to do it in the winter and everybody's like, eh, it's too cold. I don't want to come out. Like, we're going to have a great time. We're going to get together. We're going to watch wrestling and we're going to act like assholes and we're going to have. And we're uh, going to get drunk. We're going to get drunk. We're going to have delicious dip. Like, come on. Drunk. Drunk. All drunk. of which you drunk. all will be providing. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand how this is a bad thing. Um, please, what, uh, remind, the date is the 28th, correct? So it's three weeks, uh, from now? Yes, the 28th. The 28th. Uh, email us, jobbingoutshow at gmail.com. Let us know that you're interested. Uh, we are here in Baltimore. AJ will be here. It's the whole crew, uh, that will be a part of this. So, uh, please let us know as soon as possible that, uh, wherever you are, whether you're definitely coming, whether you're, you're leaning towards coming, whatever it is, let us know. Jobbingoutshow at gmail. Dot com so that we can uh, start making plans for a, uh, a fine 100th episode celebration. Uh, coming up a little bit later on in this program, we, of course, need to make our Elimination Chamber picks. And our uh, special guest uh, for this week is Cleveland Browns tight end Gary Barnage. He's pretty good. Uh, he's a pretty yeah. good football player. Shame that he's on that team. I mean, it's just not going to... Not, not hasn't been able to win a lot of games out that way. Huge wrestling fan, and I believe, because sadly I have watched every episode of uh, of Total Divas, I believe he has dated multiple WWE female uh, personalities, including uh, Summer Rae. Um, so good for him. I think that makes him a better man than us. Frankly, <laughs> is the way that, that goes. Yeah, I think that's the way that is. So we'll do that a little bit later on. Um, I'm going to pay off my bet a little bit later on. Uh, I. Mig said he's paying off next Tuesday. Okay. 
on Valentine's Day. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, during the, I can't remember if he said the MIGS cast or the Mega cast now. I can't remember which, but he's going to do it during one of those two shows. He's going to pay off. He said he had not down, like he didn't have Periscope. He needed to re-download it. Okay. But he said he promised to be next Tuesday. Um, so that's coming up a little bit later on as well. Uh, as far as wrestling is concerned, I guess we start with Raw since we'll be doing SmackDown during segment number two with our Elimination Chamber picks. I, I don't know. It was it was fine. It was a fine it was, week. It was fine other than we're getting, you know, what we were afraid of. Well, we're getting the, the, that match. Does it guarantee that it means that Goldberg's going to win? No, but Goldberg will not win. I mean, I hope you're right, bro. <laughs> I hope Lesnar is going to cost him the match. That would be dumb, though, because then Brock Lesnar would cost himself Why? a title shot. Why would it be dumb? Why would it be dumb? Well, no, Aaron's, Aaron's thought is not is, is, is not flawed. It, it essentially... It was flawed. I'm just saying, it, it, in Brock Lesnar's world, Brock Lesnar just wants to spite Goldberg because Goldberg has embarrassed him. That's more important to him than the title. Yeah, I mean, it, It's possible. But with, with Heyman, you'd have to acknowledge why Heyman doesn't go ballistic at it, because that would be a very Heyman thing to say, is, you know, stop him and... And say no, no, no! You're going to cost yourself a title match. You and which is easy. You just say basically you have Lesnar toss Heyman aside and do what he wants. Or you say I want a one-on-one title match. And if you know, like, there's a million ways you could do that. I, I'm not. I don't think that's unrealistic. You know that it could I, go that way. I think it's way. possible. I think it's weird that they're. What I'm worried about is that if ultimately you're going to get Jericho Owens, I don't feel like typically they want to start talking about that now. Like they want there to be a big reveal. Right, like that. If they're going to have Owens win, then they want to have Jericho turn on him, and then you plant the seeds for Jericho Owens. So that's the part that's a part, little bit well, strange. P- part of it is that you know, with this, with Fastlane coming on March third, you kind of do have to start putting these seeds, planting them now, because you don't have a ton of time. You have four draws, I think it is after, is it right. four, three or four? Yeah, yeah four four draws. So you kind of have to start planting it now, so you can go. Once we get through Fastlane, boom, we are setting up WrestleMania immediately in the two Raws after Fastlane. So, AJ, if in your scenario, it Goldberg loses because Brock Lesnar screws him, yes. how do you have Jericho turn on Owens? I don't. I have Owens turn on Jericho because Owens, uh, the reason, I think they're going to build to a point where them going back and forth is going to cost their friendship, like he's going to, had strains on their friendship to the point that Owens is going to say, I don't need you or be mad at him, blah, 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 blah. And then Lesnar's the one that comes out and ends up helping him win. And then you have Owens turn on Jericho either before that match or after that match. And then you have face Chris Jericho versus heel Owens at WrestleMania. So you have like a number one. I mean, how do you get Jericho to the number one contender spot? I mean, he's, uh, they were already we were talking about it. He can just give him the match. I mean, I guess. I would assume that somebody else would want to be involved in a title match. So I don't know if it's that easy, but um, I mean, I guess. You, I mean, it's not. I mean, there's a million different ways they could do it. You want me to outline all of them? No, I want you to outline what you think they should do. I just told you what they. You think they, they should, should just? Kevin Owens is going to turn. No, no, but you think that they how, should how, just? How, how do you get Jericho into the title right. match? What's your way of doing it? If Kevin Owens powerbombs Chris Jericho on the apron, 
and then you have Chris Jericho come back the next week and decide that he's going to get comeuppance, and then they just start a feud back and forth, and Foley makes the match. No different than they did Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. It's a little bit different because it's the, the, the uh, title and because it's WrestleMania, but I understand what you're saying. I think that the smarter thing to do now, and this is the swerve, if you're going to get the Jericho Owens, the swerve would be that you set it up now and you say, if Jericho wins, or if Owens wins, you'll get your best friends match at WrestleMania, with the swerve being it's not really a best friends match, it's Kevin Owens versus now a pissed off Chris Jericho who's turned face. You, you could even do it where it's you set up a match. Ring of Honor did something like this before, where they set up a match at Fastlane, where it's the winner of... This. I don't think Ring of Honor set up a match at Fastlane, Aaron. That's stupid. I'm saying Ring of Honor did something similar Aaron's to this. Aaron's so stupid. God, He's I'm so stupid. It has nothing to do with Fastlane. <laughs> um, I didn't know Ring of Honor had a pay-per-view name Fastlane. Right. <laughs> you guys are idiots. I hate you both. Disagree wholeheartedly. Uh, you were the one that said Ring of Honor set up a match at Fastlane. That's right. I said Ring of Honor. Where you have a match where the winner gets Kevin Owens. You, you just set that up at Fastlane, where instead of you say as a number one contender, you say the winner. That's how you also get potentially, if this is going to be for the U.S. title, let's say you, you, you know, whether, whether, however it is, whether it's you have Goldberg win or Goldberg lose, you have Jericho win the match where whoever wins faces Kevin Owens, and then Jericho ends up, if either he gets the title match against Owens with Owens defending, or he ends up having to defend his U.S. title against Kevin Owens in that other okay. situation. I mean, who else would want to be in a match to face Kevin Owens if the title well, everybody, isn't guaranteed? Well, I think everybody would want the chance there. Right. I mean, you're essentially saying you don't know that it's going to be a title Right. It, it, it's a blind, basically a blind draw, which is why I compared it to... Uh, I, see what I would like, and, and this is what, what I like about yours, is it could give you a jericho Zane match at Fastlane. Like, you could make an argument that Sami right. Zayn would say, hell yeah, I don't care if he's a champion exactly. or not. Give me one more match against Kevin Owens. You could have a jericho Zane match at Fastlane for the right to face Kevin Owens, no matter what the scenario yep. is, and then that would be logical for both parties. So I, I don't, I don't dislike that. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm amazed that the Goldberg thing has, has worked, right? And when I say that, you know what's so crazy to me is the fact that you guys are saying that it, it would be crazy for them to just do the title the way I said it, but the title match for Fastlane is literally. Goldberg coming out to the ring and Chris Jericho saying you can have a match. Wait, what? He's he's saying that he 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 thinks that no, Jericho should just be able to come out and say. Right, I understand. I just think it's a little bit different. We're talking about a championship match at WrestleMania. We have held that 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 standard a little bit higher than any other title match, right? And I say we. I'm not involved with that. But like the WWE has typically said, generally you can't just come out and say I want a title right, match. Like, you have to earn whether it's a number one contender match, whether or the it's Royal Rumble or the or, Elimination right, Chamber, right, whatever, some sort of match you have to earn. They do it, something typically. in order to become the number one contender for WrestleMania specifically. I I get what you're saying, and for most for for this is wrestling. I know I. Again, we could just say that and not do this paper or this podcast, right? We could just say it's wrestling, who cares, and not talk about any of it, or just sit around and jerk each other off about how great it all is. Like, we could do that. But I think that at some point, there, you accept that there's a, a storyline acceptance, that this is the way that you've always done it, and you can also benefit your storytelling. I, the scenario that Aaron just provided, you're telling me that you would hate a Chris Jericho Sammy Zane match at Fastlane with the right to face Kevin Owens? You think that's a bad thing? No, I never said that. Okay, high five all around. Let's do it. I'm just saying you make it seem like me saying, yeah, they're just gonna have they're gonna have the match at WrestleMania after Kevin Owens wins the match for gold. 
from Brock Lesnar's assistant, you're like, oh, well, how are they going to get there? I don't understand how they're going to get there. I like, would like to show, I, I, I don't know if you've met me before, but I typically show. like showing work. Like, it's something that I enjoy. It, it, it would be a deviation from most WrestleMania. Sounds like the, uh, the like. common core way of getting to WrestleMania is what it sounds like. <laughs> I, dude, I, I, I hear you, and I'm not saying you couldn't do it. I just prefer the other way. Like, why does that make me a dick? Because he prefers because something. Because you were born yourself. What? Because you were born. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. I can't argue with that. Um, the Goldberg thing is amazing to me because at first why, I under- okay. Why do people care about Goldberg? Yeah, that, I don't. That, it's, I understand. That's the thing that I wanted to bring up. That's ex- <laughs> like what you're doing right now is what it, we all, everybody loves Jericho and Owens, right? Yeah. Goldberg is running a risk. Of every wrestling fan losing the thing that they love, right? Like, and people can't stop chanting. No, no, <laughs> he hasn't well, done it. Well, well, part of well, it. We were at a show Goldberg was was at, or was supposed to be at, I believe. I'm not really sure. And there were so many Goldberg chants, and I don't understand why people care about Goldberg. It, it's why? part of it is the sheep mentality. Is they gave us something to chant so we can chant it. That, that, uh, that's, that's part that, of it. Yeah, that makes sense. No, that's true. I mean, it's a ten. It's no. It's or yes. You know, yeah. like it's 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 why. Sucks. Don't forget that one. Yeah, I mean, there is that. So you're right. There's something to be said for that. But, but there's also people are the, enjoying it. People well, are but, enjoying but, it, but that's the weird them. part. Like what we know of wrestling fans. Yeah. Like, what, this is. <laughs> it seems like this is the thing that they'll be cynical dicks about. Right. right? Like exactly. I, I liked. The match when they did the first match, Brock Goldberg, I thought that was really cool. And I'm not even one of those people that bitch to complain about how they uh, handled Goldberg and Brock at Royal Rumble. I thought that was cool too. Like I thought it made perfect sense if you're trying to build to a match at Mania where Brock Lesnar is going to be the one that goes over because you give an opportunity for Goldberg to look very strong the entire way leading up to it, which makes Lesnar look even better when he beats an old man at WrestleMania. Because realistically, if they're going to have a real match, we all know Brock Lesnar is going to win. Yes. And that- Easiest way to make Goldberg look so strong, like maybe he could win at WrestleMania, knowing damn well he's not going to. But I still don't understand, like, while all of that's been entertaining, like, like I don't even consider, like, if they told me tomorrow Goldberg wasn't going to be on any card again the rest of the year, I'd be like, okay, right, right, I'd be totally fine with it. Right, it was neat for the novelty of I, it. I like, you know, I like the idea of him being there simply because I haven't seen him live in however many years and just that would and, and that's part of it i think it's as, the as entrance of, it's, it's the, the entrance it's the idea that you know so many of these fans right now so many of these fans, they got in around like that was their first huge like long push that the first monster push they saw was goldberg that was a, the big phenomenon at the time that's part of it but you're right it is very very weird uh, dude i'm i'm stunned and and it's again like I kind of like that they're playing along because it's nice to see something the WWE does that's actually working, right? Like, right. In, instead of being hijacked by the fans. But it's just amazing to me for all the other things that are hijacked by fans and all the other times where the fan base says, no, go oh, fuck you. Fans are stupid? Right, uh, correct. No, well, all the times the fans... We, 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 the cruiserweights... The cruiserweights that love that Samoa Joe 
is getting a push because he's Triple H's guy, but boo Roman Reigns because he's Triple H's guy? This is turning into. I think we need to start keeping no, it's a always list of that how way. many. It's always there's nothing that we can talk about that AJ's not going to bring back to Roman Reigns, and that's fine. It's, because this past week was another example. I'm very aware. Yes, we blew Roman, saying thank you, Strowman. Roman sucks. All these different things. And what has he done? He loses big matches. He doesn't have a belt. He hasn't won a big match. He wasn't made to look strong. Dude, we he made it. Like a solid ten minutes into the show before we ended up getting to this point. It, it, it's really amazing. <laughs> Boy, I mean, <laughs> but Roman Reigns really needs to hire you as his PR guy. Well, I mean, that would actually be a smart move. No, I just... You know why? Because everything I just said was true. No, nobody's arguing with you. <laughs> nobody's arguing. But again, it's part of the reason why I'm so amazed by the fact that the Goldberg thing has continued to work. Because it makes no effing sense. You're, you're, you're potentially taking away from the thing that everybody wants, but yet... We're still doing the goddamn Goldberg chants. Like, we're still doing it. And we're still pretending like it's cool. And we're still pretending like... Yes. Okay, so I figured it out. If Roman Reigns had a chant, we love Roman Reigns. Yes. Okay, what's... AJ, <laughs> you got to start a chant at WrestleMania, dog. <laughs> the fans actually did, did a good one this week. The, I've been saying this from the beginning. I've said this to Aaron multiple times. If you just said, instead of saying, let's go Roman, you just say, Roman, Roman, Roman. You can't. But you can't like hijack that cheer. But that, the, but that's the point. It's become just like you know we're all sheep. It's become part of the show. Is the let's go Roman. Roman sucks. Just like the let's go Cena. Cena sucks. It's just part of the show. You have to do it that way because you need to play along with everybody. And that that's just kind of the way it is right now. Just like we're playing along with Goldberg it's, for whatever it is, reason. It is I, like this week in particular. It was really staggering to me. Like I sort of walked out and I was just like. We're doing this. Like, we're really going all in on, like, being excited about having a 50-year-old dude now, here's, that's not going to be around very long, running around and, and, and interjecting himself here, into the main event. Here's the question. If, if he wins the title, does, does the uh, tie change a little bit? That's the question. Yeah. Yes. You think, you think that if he wins at Fastlane, he gets booed that night? Probably, not, no, no, not that night, but no, I think that you... Not that night, but I think he will get booed on the way to WrestleMania. Okay, I might not disagree Maybe not that. booed, but definitely you're not going to see this uh, reaction. He will, he will get booed. I could see it being booze. I could he see it being booze, because... Kevin Owens is... Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho combined are Daniel Bryan. They're pretty close. I mean, yeah. they're not they're not quite, because Daniel Bryan had a chant, um, but short of that. Like, it was interesting... I, I, I thought in, when they had them interacting with each other, they didn't have Chris Jericho say, you just made the list, because they kind of knew if you have Jericho say it, you're going to end up Got having the end it. pop. Correct, and you don't want that, so that's why they had Goldberg say it instead. Speaking of the list, did you see they're selling a list on WWE well, now? Well, uh, boys, I'm going to need you to go right now, and going to need that immediately. Is it a clipboard? Like, it's a clipboard with a, with a paper that says the list of Jericho on. I'm going to need that immediately. Yep. I don't care if they're charging $40 for a $3 clipboard. I am going to need that in my life as soon as humanly possible. Um Look, I I don't really have like a hot take about this. It's just more my amazement that they've been able to make it this far with Goldberg and that it's still working. And maybe it's just that they haven't gone to Chicago yet, right? Like Seattle's a friendly well, place and, for this and type of thing. The go home raw is Philadelphia. Yeah, that's not a great one. It's not, here's the thing though, and and it it depends which is more. Are this is the snarkiness, snarkiness and snarkiness going to be more, or is the fact that this will be again? 
I think pretty much all of the Raws are going to be places where Goldberg hasn't appeared yet. Is it just going to be too much? And people are just like, oh, man, I get to chant Goldberg for the first time in 15 years. Yeah, Do I, does that overpower just... Is the, there a Chicago Raw between Fastlane and we WrestleMania? We just had Chicago, didn't we? Did we? I feel like we just... CM Punk. I feel like we just had Chicago a couple weeks ago. I don't know for sure. Or like a Boston or like a... I'll check here real quick. A New York, frankly, like, I mean, a Brooklyn. Is there is there a... Is there an unfavorable city between Fastlane and WrestleMania? Because that's all it takes to turn it. It only takes one place where they decide to be dicks, right? Like, and then all of a sudden the rest of the crowds are like, oh, we need to be like them. They're cool, right? Like, you know how that works. So it would only take one, one unfavorable city. And maybe WWE smarted up and said, we're not gonna, we're not going to those places in the road to WrestleMania anymore. Like, we don't need to have a trip to Philly. I never really understood why they do that because, like, realistically, Philadelphia is going to, even if it's not always a sellout, Philadelphia is always going to do great numbers, whether it's the road to WrestleMania. Right, they could go to Philadelphia in October. Oh, oh boy. Oh, like, boy. All right. Guys. Go to Green Bay, Wisconsin. Here, right. Here, here is the list after Fastlane of Raws between Fastlane and WrestleMania. Right after Fastlane. So you have Fastlane on the, uh, the 5th in Milwaukee. The 6th Raw, Chicago. Oh, Next, next week on the 13th is Detroit. The 20th is Brooklyn. Oh, God. And the 27th is Philadelphia. Yeah, they're fucked. They're fucked. They're fucked. No, they're not. Kevin Owens will still be the champ. Okay, as long as that's the case. As long as Kevin Owens wins, they're in fine shape. If Kevin, if they give Goldberg the belt, then it's gonna turn. It's gonna turn. Cause that's where they're, they're going to the places where they're gonna say, that's Bullshit. That's bullshit that we're not getting Owens Jericho, and those places are going to turn, and then once they do it in Chicago, everybody else is going to want to be like Chicago, and it's not going to work. I, I think the interesting, on the 20th, so not the go-home show for Fastlane, but the one before it, they're in Los Angeles, which has become a little bit more of a, not necessarily a smarky crowd, but a loud crowd. They just well, kind of want to get there. Well, they're also a more international crowd. Yeah. So and I'm, that's I'm, one of the other things that's involved with it. So the, I'm curious to see what Goldberg's right Now that we've, we've you know, You'll have come down from the announcement that Goldberg's getting the title shot, so there won't be that initial excitement, oh, we get to see Goldberg in a title match. Is that where you first kind of start seeing the chinks in the armor? There? I don't know. I, I, there's something to be said for this is still, you know, what you're talking about with Goldberg and a lot of cities that haven't seen him before. I'm not, I, I'm not saying this the way it should be. I'm not projecting any. It's just, it's amazing to me. It's amazing to me that the Goldberg thing, that it worked beyond the initial Goldberg's back. And now they still don't really have anything. They're still not doing anything with it. It's still just Goldberg's back. He hasn't aligned himself with popular faces. He hasn't. It's just Goldberg's back. And that's still been enough. But it would all change to me if they end up screwing up Jericho Owens because of Goldberg. But maybe I look, I hope that AJ's right. I hope that ultimately they have Brock Lesnar get involved. They clear the path for Owens Jericho for the title at WrestleMania. And we can still enjoy Goldberg Lesnar uh, going in towards WrestleMania instead of having to deal with hostile crowds and crowds trying to take over the show. And oh, don't worry about that. Roman will still be there. So. That's true. Well, yeah, but we've kind of that's just part of the show now, dude. <laughs> like that's that's what we actually go there for is to find out who it is that all of a sudden we're going to love this week because it's that or Roman Reigns. Uh, speaking of which, obviously. You know, we have uh, Joe make his in-ring debut on Raw Monday night. Look, anything that involves Joe. They made a point of making Roman look strong in that match, huh? (laughs) I mean. Shout out CM Punk. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so I guess let's, we need to. So the the WWE made the Seth Rollins thing public. They're trying to sell the idea that his WrestleMania is very much in jeopardy. It it's, it's not. It, the fact that they're playing it up that yeah. it might be in jeopardy probably means that he they really think and the he's fact be that they fine. opened the show with more. Rollins Triple H. Yeah. I told you guys last week, eight week injury, nine weeks to mania. He's gonna be back. I, I agreed with you. I, I agreed with you and that's, that to me smells like their way of trying to make it. They got a ton, a shit ton of coverage out of it. They got a shit ton of mainstream media mm-hmm. coverage out of their, whether it was a press release or whatever they sent out. Yep. And I, I think that there's a twofold problem there, right? There's a real issue with WWE and what they're doing in storyline versus real life as far as using mainstream media, right? Because at some point, mainstream media is going to have to say, we we can't just be used to advance well, your storylines. That, But it's a real injury, though. It's a real – but here's here's the one problem with it. The next day, you're putting out – they didn't put the full press release out, but they put up on the website, they put out on Twitter about how, how doctors have cleared Nakamura. And that's where it gets a little bit dicey when you're using kind of the same route to do a real injury and a storyline injury. I I agree. I agree. It's I, and That's not on them. They're going to take whatever they can get. They want as much coverage as they can possibly get from every media outlet there is. That's so, on them. Just so we're clear, we're going to hold WWE to a higher standard than the White House. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. This is not on the – I, I am well, – and that's <laughs> – that the, the problem is we should we should, should we should hold at everybody. this point be holding all of our media to a higher standard than clearly the White House is being held to. I mean that that sadly I'm not saying it makes it right, but sadly should be the way that it goes. I'm saying it's on the flip side. The WWE needs to do everything they can do to get as much coverage as they possibly can get. But at some point, if you're Rolling Stone or if you're CBSSports.com or if you're ESPN, you've got to figure out if you're going to be in the business of helping the WWE advance storylines versus just reporting the news, right? And that's the tricky part. And if WWE is going to start using releases or whatever as an attempt to advance a storyline, then you're going to have to start figuring out whether or not that's something that you can go with or whether or not you need to be more in the business of that's not, you know, that that's not where we should be right now. And I think it's a really blurred line, which is fascinating. It's fascinating yeah. how blurred the lines have become. I mean, for, for me personally, as someone who does have to, you know, report on something, pretty much if it's a press release, I'm go if they if they send out something on the mailing list, I'm going to treat it as real. Whether or not I'm going to report on it, well, it just depends on how big it is. They sometimes send out bad stuff. If it's on the website, if it's on Twitter, you can't treat it, like, even if it's something that seems real, you can't treat it as real. Unless it come, unless there's a press release. It's interesting. It's interesting. Um, you know, I I still think they need to have a backup plan in place because AJ, as you obviously as an athlete can speak to, there's a lot of times where you have a, it's a setback. You, you know, right? That's that can happen in the process. Yeah. So I I still think you need to have a backup plan in place. I told you a week ago what I thought that backup plan should be. I still think you need to have an ability to pivot and still have something if something goes wrong in Seth Rollins rehab. But I thought that this week was sort of proof of they feel as though Seth Rollins is going to be fine for WrestleMania, or I think they would have began the process. If they knew right now this isn't going to happen, I think they would have started. And if they if they really thought it was in doubt, I don't think they would have led the show yeah. with, you mention it. You with kind, Triple you, H, Seth Rollins. And, and you, well, what you do is you mention it, but you mention it in relation to Joe. You don't mention it in relation to Triple H. Correct. You, you use it to build him up a little more. I think the one interesting thing just about it, I just, just kind of to t- tie it all up, um, 
I think he's going to be back. I'm pretty sure he's going to be back. The one mitigating circumstance is that CM Punk lawsuit, the, the defamation suit from Dr. Chris Amen, when one of the things they're targeting is the fact that WWE encouraged CM Punk to wrestle with a torn MCL. Since it's the same injury there, they're going to be a little bit more careful. But based on what we've seen, it's yeah. going to be fine. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, anything else from Raw that uh, uh, jumped yeah, out? Yeah, well, and go, going back, uh, I, I should have brought this up during Goldberg, but um, <laughs> Brock Lesnar was at Raw this week. He wasn't on TV, but he was at Raw, and he ended up working a dark match against the big show uh, after the show, which is obviously... Uh, completely out of character for for that relationship between WWE and Brock. If Brock is there, he's used. I can't remember a time in the past where he's been in the building and not used, mm-hmm. other than the one time that he walked out uh, before WrestleMania a couple of years ago. Um, it, it's unusual. It, it probably leads to the the assumption that somehow his contract has been changed quietly over the past month or two. Well, I mean, I, 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 it would or, seem. Or they thought they were going to use him. And they paid him like he was going to be there and be used. And they just didn't have a spot for him this week. Which would seem to be a so, failure on so their part. Uh, didn't have a spot no, for Brock really, Lesnar. Not really. Because um, if, um, if I'm not mistaken, he gets paid for television appearances more than he does for other events. Right. If, like if, 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 within, if within his contract they have the ability to have him do something like this for less, and it was advertised... Brock Lesnar is going to be a part of the show, right? So then they have to pay off. But the... but this is the other. he wrestled a house match over the weekend. He you know he had the unannounced appearance before the Rumble. There, there's enough there to make you think that huh he's not quite you know, to use the same. Do you know what the match was? The it was Big match? Show. Uh, both were Big Show. Both the both house show, show and the uh, the dark match. So I could say show. like it could be that that they're that they're having him work on some stuff for the Goldberg match, right? Like there's some things they want to have him work on, right? Like that that's a plausible scenario. I don't know. I, I don't think it's that. Well, I think if, if we're working on the assumption, uh, like me and you are, that he's probably walking out of Mania with the title, and especially because he doesn't, you know, he normally doesn't come back between Mania and June, I, I think it's reasonable to wonder, hey, with this in mind, did they restructure his contract a little bit? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, it's... I mean that might be the first telltale sign that maybe Goldberg is going to win the title and that he's and right. Lesnar's going to work a real schedule. Right. But uh, I still don't think so. I still think that he has too much money that he can make not working. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, it could be nothing more than within the contract. He gets paid a certain amount for a TV appearance. He gets paid a certain amount to watch a match, and they have the right to use him for that match. And so they said, "The hell with it. We're going to pay you for that. We're not paying you for TV this week." Like, I mean, it's I don't without knowing those details, right. I can't. It might be literally nothing more than that, and they just say, "Dude, you're you're employed by us right now. We'd rather pay you this." And I I would agree. That it would seem like it would benefit your TV, but maybe in their heart of hearts they say it's better for Brock not to be there every week. It's better for us to to make a big deal on TV. Like the ratings are helped when we announce Brock next week, um, so we don't want to put him on TV this week because it's going to hurt our ratings next week. Like it's it's plausible. I don't know that, but they've uh, they've got more data than I've got. Um, so. Presumably, that's that's something that they're thinking. Something about. interesting to watch though over the next few sure. weeks and leading up to Mania. Anything else uh, from Raw? Not really. I can't think of anything else. How great were the New Day once again? They're well, I just mean, the best. I, I, the best. I, I have to give them their love every week because assholes like you guys. What are you about? Assholes <laughs> like us. We fucking love the New Day. Yes, but when they were going on the end of their reign, and yes, it was getting. And we wanted them to get the titles right. That doesn't mean we hate the New Day. 
But here's the thing. They deserved to break the record, and they deserved to do everything that they got handed to them. And people acted like they didn't, like they weren't the number one merch seller in 2016. If I just say you won this argument, can we stop having it every week? Like if I just it's if I just give it to you, yeah, I, the new day is great. Yeah, if I just say day. whatever the new day argument is, you win. Do we not have to do it every week? We might be giving us WWE ice cream bars, so you're. Good. I'm yeah. bro, I am. I am. Yeah, if the new day gets WWE ice cream bars before CM Punk, Punk. No, 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 no doubt. But are, are they? Is, is this the first time that they might be doing something with uh, Enzo and Cass at Mania? Like that that was kind of what shot that, yeah, that that's segment. Interesting, it, it, right? it stuck out to me why is Enzo and Cass suddenly there. Well they they said they were planning on challenging whoever won the yeah, match. Yeah, and, and, and that you know, that feels like a big mania moment that they would want. Yeah, I mean it would be cool to have Enzo and Cass win the titles at WrestleMania, there's no doubt. That would be that would be big. Um it's, it's plausible. It's very plausible. It's it's could argue it's the most logical thing for them to do. Like what else are they gonna do in the title in the tag division that's going to be that would be bigger. Big. Yeah. Put it back on the new day, but because New Day Club, if you can find a way to get AJ Styles involved in that match, but make it a three-on-three match for the titles, then right. it would still be Well, okay, I mean, if it's that, yeah, if you're yeah. getting AJ Styles involved in the match, you're definitely not. There's nothing that can be bigger than that. Anything is better than the rumor about AJ Styles. What so, was that? that? AJ Shane. Oh, God. That That's right. what, what I, yeah. Right. I mean, I don't know if that's bad, dude. It's going to be a big moment for AJ. AJ's going to get to go over, we presume. Yeah, but I just, when, when it's, it's going to be a really good match between, those guys are going to, first of all. That's why, that's where I disagree. I don't know if it's going to be a really good match. Well, AJ Styles can look a good match with a chair. And, <laughs> and Shane McMahon is going to give you spot after spot after spot that's going to highlight I mean, match. last time we saw and, Shane McMahon try to do spot after spot, he he got knocked out cold. By and think about all the great moments in, in, in performer and chair history. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, okay, he got knocked out cold, but was the coast-to-coast not dope? Was the elbow off the top of the... the I'd, I'd rather not, see AJ Styles with a match. In, when, when AJ Styles, who is... Arguably the best performer on your on your roster. Okay. I'd rather see any I, other wrestler. I'm going to do the thing that you're supposed to hear. You're right and you're right. I agree with that, but he's not going to be in the title match. So what's that match? Anything but. Like, what is? I, it? I, I, Tell I, me what I, it is. I'd rather have the six man tag. It's some somehow a six man tag with the with the club. Well, I would prefer that as well. All right? with, with David, okay. it's club so if you're not David. getting that, if you're not getting that, right? Like uh, I'm, I'm giving you both of those. You're, we know you're not getting the title match. Let's assume you're not getting the anything with the club. So what do you still think would be better for AJ Styles at WrestleMania? And I get anything that I would want. Well, anything within reason. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. And I'm not. I'm not pulling out Cena. I'm not pulling out Bray or Orton. I, I, right. The the matches there's. Hell, I'd rather Curry. see AJ Corbin. Well, hang on. What AJ just said is the winner. What, what did he say? He said Kurt Angle. Well, yes. That, <laughs> that's the greatest thing of or, all time. Or Shawn Michaels or, you well, know. But no, that, that, he said within reason. Kurt, Kurt Angle is within reason. Shawn okay. Michaels not within yes, reason. Kurt, yes, Kurt Angle would be wonderful. I, again, literally, give me anybody on the roster. I'd rather see uh, AJ Tyler. that's where I disagree. Well, I okay, maybe not disagree. literally. Anyway. No, no, no. I would actually not rather see, and I'm friends with Baron Corbin, I would much rather not see AJ Styles, Baron Corbin than Where'd AJ Styles. Where did you and Baron Shane? Corbin become friends? Uh, WrestleMania 30. Yeah, we, we hung out on Bourbon Street. Oh, right, right. <laughs> Bourbon Street together. Why do we never get anybody on this show? Why is it that every week I find out more about who your friends are? None of these people. Because, because they're in different spots, bro. You know, you can't just right. do that. We did, we did just have that conversation, yes. I guess. All right. I need a napkin because I just, uh, I just screwed up a little bit. Uh, alright. Anything else we need to discuss from Raw or can we bring in, uh, your boy Gary Barnage? Why don't we do that? Uh, we're gonna make our picks for Elimination Chamber. It's coming up this Sunday on the WWE Network and we will, uh, discuss 
with uh, Cleveland Browns tight end Gary Barnage. Uh, what he thinks is going to happen, what we think is going to happen, we'll make a little bit of a bet as well. That's coming up next. I'm Glenn, he's Aaron, and he's the main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. Lacrosse season is getting underway. For the best coverage of all the area's high school lacrosse teams, sign up for PressBox's High School Lacrosse Newsletter, presented by PNC. The newsletter previews the big high school matchups, plus college recruiting updates, top ten polls, and tracks how former high school stars are doing now with their college teams. To sign up, visit PressBoxOnline.com slash blacks underscore weekly. And for the best coverage of high school and college across in Maryland, stick with PressBoxOnline.com. Pitchers and catchers are heading down to Sarasota, but Section 336 is already in full swing. Section 336 is a Baltimore sports podcast made by fans for fans. Subscribe on iTunes and get ready for baseball season as Josh, Matt, and Bert from Section 336 start their fifth season of Orioles baseball. Find them at Section336.com and follow them on Twitter at Section336Show. This is Lou Groza of the Cleveland Browns. Hi, Ohio for Cleveland. Back in here for segment number two, it is Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster of the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course... The main event. Yeah, yeah, A.J. France of the Washington Redskins, although, and I don't know if A.J. is feeling territorial because we're bringing on another football player. Do you, do you start? Nah, okay, all right. Not at all. The more of us that watch wrestling, the better. That's a good thing. Our next, I agree with that. Our next guest is a, a, a damn good football player at that. He is a tight end for the Cleveland Browns. It's a pleasure to welcome onto the show this week, Gary Barnage. Gary, it's good to talk to you, man. Thanks so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely, man. So uh, let's, I guess let me, let's start with the important thing. How many female WWE employees have you dated in your life? Tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, two weeks for the show, and I only talked to one other one, but never on a date, so it's just, it, the show was different, though. It wasn't like a real date date. Thing. Okay. It was all for the show. Okay. All right. Well, that's actually a little disappointing. i got to be honest with you. We might have to let you go now. I was, was, was going to say, the, the whole reason we brought you on was to spill all the dirt on this. So, <laughs> Hey, before we get uh, too much into uh, to wrestling and making our picks for Elimination Chamber, um, you know, we had, uh, we had asked you about doing last week, and you're like, dude, I'm, I'm kind of off doing something overseas, as it turns out. What you were doing was, like, really effing cool. Can you tell us about what it is that you were over there doing? Yeah, so I went over with the Navy, and I, uh, I visited troops in Bahrain and Djibouti, and uh, it was an amazing experience. It was a very humbling experience just being able to go over there and see where they're living and how things are going for them and just being able to sit down and talk with them. We actually had a Super Bowl party, watched the Super Bowl at 2.30 in the morning over there with them. And it's just a good experience, and it's something I plan to keep doing for multiple times. I've visited bases in the U.S. and stuff, 
but I've never done it over, overseas yet. So that was my first time and I had a blast with it. That's awesome. AJ, why don't you ever do anything good for anybody else? For God's <laughs> sake. I do. I just do it for the kids. Oh, the kids. oh, do something nice in the military, you jerk. Yeah, I, I should. You actually do make me feel like kind of an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I, usually, I, I usually try to focus on the kids because, you know, AJ love the kids, but you know, the military deserves it too. That's awesome, man. Is there, is there, I don't know who you went over with. Is it something that we can plug that people can check? out online anywhere uh honestly it's just like it's through uh the navy entertainment they they get players and they get cheerleaders they get like bands stuff to go visit uh just troops all over and they do a bunch of different trips i really don't know exactly what you would plug okay well i can tell people that if they want to see pictures and stuff like that they can go to your twitter account at uh gary varnage and they can check it out there it's just it's awesome uh, gary gary be honest now i've had a couple of my other buddies that i had to do this well that have done uh, events like this as well. How much more excited are the soldiers to see the cheerleaders than they are? <laughs> well, so the thing is, there's a bunch of women soldiers too now, so they, <laughs> they don't care for the cheerleaders. So no, they, they do. They they're very excited. We had a, there was actually a bunch of when I went to Djibouti, there was a bunch of Cleveland Browns fans. So and uh, it's just crazy to see it's all over the place. There's something and they're so excited. And it just gives them back to like a reality type thing of back home, something to remember back home when they get to hang out with us and see us. And I think for us, it was more just the experience of just going to sit down and talk to them and spend time with them and just see and just picking their brains and seeing how things are going over there and just relating with them. I think they really enjoyed it. And obviously the women were all excited because they said, is that Gary Barnage from Total Divas? Is that who that is? <laughs> Holy uh, hell. All right, he is Gary Barnage of the Cleveland Browns. He's with us. So you've you've been a um, a pro wrestling fan like your entire life, right? Yes, I grew up a pro wrestling fan. My actually, we had somebody in my family, like an uncle or something, that wrestled like independent wrestling growing up. So I went to a lot of shows like that, and then I, my dad watched it his whole life. So I just grew up watching it. So you just you a WWE guy? You all wrestling? What what's your level of wrestling nerddom? Uh, I watch all of it. I uh. Don't watch as much. Like, I just started watching the New Japan Wrestling because it's been on TV, and they had some crazy good matches. And then uh, I, I watched WWE, and I watched a lot of independent wrestling as well. And I was really getting into Lucha Underground, too. I think that's that's a different a different type of wrestling, and the storylines <laughs> is all different. But I think the wrestling that they do, they really put more on the line because they're trying to make it more, and you can get more recognition and build that stuff up. And they do a lot of moves that I've never seen before. Yeah. I, I want Gary on the show more often. Yeah, so right. I can I actually know. talk Japan and the rest, Underground. AJ and I are just like WWE marks, and so like yeah, yeah. I, I watch J- New Japan, but I only watch the big shows: Wrestle Kingdom. Um, yeah, Wrestle Kingdom recently like, was amazing. Kenny Omega's putting over a big show or anything. Yeah, the, the match at Wrestle Kingdom this year was effing insane. It was one yeah, of the. Absolutely. You don't have to be a new, a new Japan fan to understand that was fucking bonkers, man. Yeah. Like that was just nuts. Um, there are some uh, pretty significant uh, WWE guys that are from Cleveland. Have you, like, uh, become friends with The Miz or Dolph Ziggler, any of those guys? Yeah, I, I know Miz quite well. We, uh, I try to, anytime he comes in town, when he comes into the facility, we hang out, whatever. That's cool. I've hung out with him a few times, and I always see him at shows and after, after shows and stuff. And Dolph, I've known, I've met a few times, but I'm not as close with him. And then I actually became real good friends with Jerry Lawler as well because he's a huge Browns fan. What? That's totally why. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I, I grew up like in Memphis, years old. and yeah, there was true. the Titans. 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think that sounded a little offensive the way that I said what. <laughs> yeah. Like, but in, in fairness, the uh, the Browns have been the butt of a few WWE jokes over the years. Do you do you ever sort of say like, man, I I want to jump in the ring and defend this, uh, defend the honor? No, I, th- I think I think uh, I think the Miz is doing that well enough. He's, right. doing, <laughs> he's doing he's doing. I let him handle that. <laughs> but I've been to a couple independent shows in Ohio. In, uh, in Cleveland, and they do a lot of jokes on Cleveland, too. Sure. It's fine. It's cool. Sure. That makes sense. Greg, you also lied because we all know Dolph Ziggler is from Hollywood, Florida. So. Oh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. He's not from Cleveland at all. That's very well said. Well said. All right, so here's the deal. We always do, before every pay-per-view, we like to bring somebody on and have fun and um, and make some picks for that coming pay-per-view. So with Elimination Chamber coming up on uh, Sunday night, you're good to do that with us, right? Yeah, no problem. Now, here's the other question. Is there any way we can engage you, like, in a Twitter bet? So that, like, if you do the worst of us, I was thinking about this, because we're all, the three of us are all Maryland guys. We all went to Maryland. AJ played at Maryland. I know you were a Louisville guy. Like, would you be willing if, if like, um, if you do the worst of all of us, would you be willing to tweet out like a Go Terps or something like that in exchange? Yeah, I, I could do something like that. All right, okay. very good, okay. very good. I like this. This is good. And we would. No, do... no, my question is, what am I going to get? Right, then that's yeah. a, that's a fair question. Um, now I, I, I for you, right on the table, put the offer on the table, and I'm man enough as, to as a Ravens guy. Now, that was what I was going to say. I think the the two of you, if you lose, would probably need to be more like go Louisville or something like that. But yeah, uh, considering I am an like I'm I'm associated with Baltimore. I've, I'm a lifelong Baltimorean. I would be willing to say something like, you know, uh, as it turns out, Cleveland is actually greater than Baltimore in every way, or something along those lines on Twitter, should I be the one to lose. Okay. Which is clearly the worst that. of all the possible. Oh, my God. It's the, yeah, right? Like, it would pain me greatly. The rest of you, it's sort of like, yeah, whatever, I'm willing to do it. This would be of actual great pain to me, should I end up being the loser. But we're all agreed it's just a simple Twitter bet this time around for this particular pick. All right. Love it. Aaron Oster, let's uh, we'll start with uh, whatever matches we have. How many matches do we know? We have seven matches. Wow, seven, seven matches. Seven matches, including what I believe is a record three women's matches All on right. the show. We always allow our guests to make the first pick, so after yes. Aaron tells us the match, Gary Barnage, you get pick number one. And uh, we'll start with one of the women's matches as Nikki Bella takes on Natalia. Uh, I think they're going to go give Nikki Bella, even though I think Natalia should win, but I think it's going to go Nikki Bella. Yeah. AJ? Yeah, their feud, like, like the promos they've had and and all the conversations they've had on camera together, off camera, like, it feels like a blood feud. It feels like they really hate each other, but the reason they can do that is because they're really good friends. So right. you, can, you can say, yeah, say whatever the hell you want. I don't really care, you know right. what I'm saying? Because right. you know that that's your friend. It doesn't really bother you that much. I think that Nikki's going to win, but I have loved what they've been doing, and it feels like real and real vitriol. No, I agree. I mean, like, they've been great, and it's also that they've been working together for a long time, right? Like, they know each other really well, yes. but yeah, I, I think we've said all along, it makes sense to try to point Nikki towards your main event, whatever that is, uh, for the women at uh, WrestleMania. They clearly, look, she's a reality show star. She's John Cena's girlfriend. They they clearly want all that, so yes, the pick is Nikki Bella. Yeah, and the shadow for every, every pick here is how does this get you to WrestleMania? Right, and, and in this case, who's more likely to be in a bigger match? It's Nikki Bella. Yep, no doubt. Next one. Next match. All right, in a uh, weird handicap match here, you have the underdog face, Dolph Ziggler, going against the two guys who are bullying but is him. He, but is he really a face? I don't... Well, that's my point okay. here, is that you're putting the heel in the uh, odd position of having to be in a handicap match. 
All right. Having to overcome the odds. Kalisto and Apollo Crews. Gary yes. Barnage, you're up first. Uh, I think I, I like the I like the transition they're doing with Dolph. I think he, he's always been a face, and he's been going back. And I like his little mean streak he's got going on. So I think to keep building that up, I think they're going to have him win. Yeah, I. I don't really know what makes more sense here to tell you the truth. Like, I, this is the goofy thing about Dolph Ziggler is like, he, he doesn't win. So, does it make sense to have him win? How does it help? I mean, who cares what it does for Kalisto? But Apollo Crews in particular is somebody that you think they're still trying to build up. Um, I don't know, maybe for the sake of making a different pick, I'll go with Kalisto and Apollo Crews here. I've been going back and forth on this one, and again, it's because it is weird that we're having a, a heel having to overcome the odds right. here, and, and that's not, so, unless it's a situation where, like, it's a big show against two smaller guys, something like that, you never see this, which makes me wonder why exactly they're doing it when, you know, Dolphers Apollo with Kalisto in Apollo's corner would have made just as much sense. Yeah. That, that leads me to think one of two things are going to happen. Either that this is just going to kind of serve as comeuppance and Dolph is going to end up losing, or the more I think about it, the more... Again, this is just so weird that it's a handicap match. I wonder if we're going to see one of them turn. Who? But what? Apollo, uh, turn Apollo. Apollo is oh, having okay. trouble getting. So if if you have Apollo turn there and help Dolph win, yeah. that's the only reason I can really think of it to be a handicap match. But again, I, why would you turn somebody out? You have so many heels on the roster right now. Right. You, you don't need another one. I, I'm leaning towards the handicap match just because if Dolph wins, then he's overcome the odds. Like he's. So. he's so I, I don't think that he can do that. So I'm picking the, the Apollo and okay. Kalisto. All right, AJ? And I'm going to pick Dolph. I think Dolph wins cheap with a ch- – I mean, they use the chair so much. I think the chair is going to get involved. I think he's going to hit somebody with a chair, and that's how he's going to win. Um, be able to be dis- – uh, the ref is going to be distracted by one of the other two guys. Dolph's going to hit him with a chair, get the one, two, three, and I think that's how he's going to win. And then where do we go for WrestleMania? Dolph Apollo one on one maybe is possible. I, think. I mean, I don't feel like they have to be involved with each other or somebody. Yeah. I think the entire right. point of this was to just get Dolph over further as over heel. as a heel. All right, fair enough. Next, next we have the uh, the tag team turmoil match. You got American Alpha. You got the Usos. You got Rhino Heath Slater, Breezango, the Ascension, who magically yeah, picked, a, right. picked up a win on Jesus, SmackDown, and so uh, the Vaude Villains. Uh, Gary. I would love to see the Vaude villains win, but I just like their style, I like the different type of them, but I think they're going to go with American Alpha just because of the way they were building them up recently, and they took it away, and then I think they're just going to keep trying to build that up, and I don't think any of the rest of them are really going to get the opportunity. Obviously, they were doing something with Heath Slater and Rhino, but that's really fell off a lot recently. Yeah, I, I think this is definitely American Alpha. I think the interesting thing about this is this is the match that made sense for, like, the pre-show of WrestleMania. You throw all your tag teams. So right. Does that mean they have something bigger in mind for American Alpha, or does it mean that all of these guys are just going into the Andre the Giant Battle Royal? <laughs> like, right. Both of them are very equally likely, I think, but uh, American Alpha wins. Uh, I think American Alpha wins, but I think the point of this is to show the Usos looking strong, um, eliminating a few teams, and then – Losing because of circumstance at the end of the match, whether it be a roll-up or a distraction, anything like that. And then you have the Usos attack American Alpha after the match or on SmackDown on Tuesday. Um, and then you set up American Alpha versus the Usos at WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, that that seems to make the most sense. I can make an argument for Breezango being a team that they could push, right? Like, there's something there, but... No, none of these teams are beating American Alpha right now. It just doesn't make a lick of sense, so American Alpha is the pick. Yep. Uh, the second women's match, you got Becky Lynch versus Mickey James. Gary Barnage. 
Uh, I like the, the fact of Mickey James coming back, but I think with the way everything's going, I think they got to let Becky Lynch win because obviously they've been building her up, and you just can't let Mickey James come out and just win. But there could be some kind of interference or something that's going to help Mickey James win. But I'm going to go with Becky Lynch. All right, AJ. Yeah, this is this has been one of my picks. I haven't really understood. Like I haven't really got a grasp on it. Like. I think I'm going to pick Becky Lynch as well, but like it's Mickey James first real pay-per-view match. Like this is a good opportunity for them to build her back up. If they would like, we were all under the assumption that it was going to be Mickey Nikki, but it seems like that's not going to be the case. So I'm going to pick Becky Lynch, but I feel as if this could be a pick that I easily get wrong. This is the thing, right? Like it, why bring Mickey back to have her lose her next match, right? Like that's, that's the thing that I keep coming back to, but I get it. Like it's Becky Lynch. She's supposed to be the centerpiece of your women's division on SmackDown. Do you really want to have her now lose a couple of matches, um, in the last few months? So it, it's a tricky spot to be in. I, I ultimately think you do better to have Mickey win the match. And so I'm going to go with Mickey, and it might be in a cheap way. It could involve Alexa, something along those lines that keeps Becky in the picture. But I'm going to go with Mickey James winning the match. Yeah, I'm, I'm right with you, Glenn. You, you debuted or re-debuted her, I guess, and she hasn't done anything since, really. Right. I, I think she beat up. Uh, she might have won one match in there, but really hasn't done anything, so she needs to get the win. So people who maybe haven't, who didn't see her back in her first one, realize, oh, yeah, she right, actually, she's, she's it's going good, to be yeah. a cheap way. And I think that both of them get involved in the title picture. It could be a triple threat with Alexa. It could be a fatal four-way with Alexa and Naomi. But you do it in a cheap way to keep them at the same level and put them both on the path to yeah, WrestleMania there. I agree. Next. Next, you, we got uh, Luke Harper versus Randy Orton. Well, that's a good one. Gary. Uh, Randy Orton. I think with what they're gonna do, with all, I, so I'm gonna go ahead and give you all my layout of what's gonna happen. The rest I of love it. Game. I love it. Yes, right. this is the, so literally the point of our show. Of my, it's also gonna be part of my pick for the Elimination Chamber. But Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton Championship. Randy Orton's gonna win. And he's gonna come out and say, "I only joined to destroy from the inside of the Wyatt family to show what a true predator would do." I think that's how it's all going to break down. That's what the whole purpose that just sounds is. really badass. Like, <laughs> when you use that line, like a true predator, yeah. yeah. That's a really badass line, dude. I love that. <laughs> I think that's I think that's what's going to happen. So I think Randy Orton's going to win. And uh, you never know, Bray Wyatt couldn't get involved with the two to make sure Randy wins because I think that's all falling apart just to build into that they're destroying the, the Wyatt family through the inside. So here's the only tricky part for me is, like, is there anything at stake in this match? Like, this is just a match, right? It, it's, a, it's a grudge match that's been building, you know. It's but, like, a, it's not like Randy Orton isn't the number one contender no, 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 if he no. loses the no, match. It's, it's a grudge match. Is there anything that WWE loves more, doing more than somebody who has something being in a match where nothing is at stake and losing? Like, is there anything, is there any trope that WWE loves more than it's like having a champion lose a non-title match? They just love when somebody who has something at stake but doesn't put it at stake ends up losing that match. I think if you're trying to to get Luke Harper over as a face, and that's the weird part that I still haven't figured out about this whole thing, is exactly where is everyone when this is all said and done. If this is a purpose to try to get Luke Harper over as a badass face, um, he could use something. And a win over Randy Orton, and again, it, it, with perhaps involvement from Bray Wyatt, something like that will go a long way. I'm not ready to make the pick, however. <laughs> Give me Randy Orton to win the match. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm going with Randy Orton as well. I, I think that it, this is interesting, and, and what they've been doing with Luke the past two weeks has been very interesting. And for the first time, I've wondered, you know, we've been kind of working on this, okay, it's going to be Randy Bray, kind of just one-on-one. Randy. What if, and I don't think they would do it because they haven't pushed Luke Harper hard enough, what if they insert him as, as a right, third absurd. element into that title match? Which, uh, you know, again, after these two weeks, they've put they've done a good job of pushing him quickly. But I just don't know if they're quite there. I see it as this is going to kind of going back to what Gary said, where where Randy sa- says, you know, I did this to break you up. Uh, Bray Wyatt's going to come and cost Luke Harper the match, give Randy Orton the win, and then later on down the line, that's when the big reveal. Once you've gotten fully that fracture there yeah. between Luke and Bray, but I'd, I'd I'd love to see more of Luke. I love that promo that no, he cut this week. Like and, Luke Harper. Uh, yeah, I, I've loved Luke Harper for a long time. So hopefully, this is the beginning of a bigger push. AJ? Um, I like what you guys, like I like Gary's plan. My, my plan for Mania is a little different. It involves the same thing. I It's my pick for later, I'll just say it. I think Bray Wyatt's going to win the Elimination Chamber. I think Randy Orton's going to win this match. Um, but what I think is going to happen is with Randy Orton winning this match and putting Luke Harper in his review, I think the way Bray Wyatt is going to win at Mania is Luke Harper and Eric Rowan coming back out and helping him beat Randy Orton at WrestleMania, reestablishing the Wyatt family, and keeping the belt on Bray. So that's why I think that Randy Orton's going to win this match. Interesting. I wouldn't hate that. Yeah. I, and anything that involves a longer run for Bray Wyatt would be good no, for No, that's me. a good thing. I agree yeah. with that. That's a very good thing. All right. Uh, how many more do we have? We have two more. Okay. We have the uh, women's title match as Alexa takes on Naomi. That's right. Gary Barnage. Uh, this, this could go either way, but I don't see... I think I love the way Alexa's been doing everything, but I know they're trying to bring Naomi back in. But I love, I like, I like Alexa. I think she needs to stay the champion, but it could go either way. I'm going to stay with Alexa, though, my guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Alexa as well. My, my one concern is the way that they built, especially that last segment on SmackDown, where basically Alexa was like, oh, you're nothing, oh, I'm just going to walk past you, where that if she does win, then all of a sudden you're putting Naomi in a little bit of a weird situation there where she's treated as the afterthought, she becomes the afterthought, so they just have to be a little bit careful with that, with how they do this match, and I hope they don't just push her aside. I hope this isn't just... Yeah, Naomi's great. Yeah, Naomi's great. I hope she stays in the title picture. I'm a little concerned that she will, for WrestleMania, kind of fall by the yeah, wayside. Hey. So I, I just, they got to be careful about that. But, um, yeah, I have Alexa. All right, AJ? Man, I... This the way this whole thing has been built. It's like Naomi should win. Like she should. That's the way it's all been built up. And like I just don't think that they're going to do it. There's been multiple times in the past where we were where Naomi had a title match um, versus Nikki Bella versus whoever, and we were like, yo, she should win. She's done the work. Right. She's she's deserving of being in the picture. One right? of the best. Oh, of course. Of course, AJ's internet would suddenly go out right then, right? Dude, you there? Can you hear us? You hear me? Yeah. Oh, no, you're back. You're back. You're back. You're back. Yeah. No, I'm so I'm going to pick Alexa, but uh, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, it feels like it's it's her turn. I agree. All right, let's do this. Let's let, because Gary's, we kept him longer than we needed to, so let's let him make his pick, and then we'll let him go, and we can finish making our picks. Sounds right? good. So the uh, final match... Final match is the Elimination Chamber. Oh, by the way, I'm picking Alexa, obviously. Yeah. Alexa. Uh, elimination Chamber match for the WWE title. Gary Barnage. Bray Wyatt. There you go. Hey, man, uh, what else can we plug for you besides at Gary Barnage on Twitter? Uh, just check my com. Uh, We're going to Finland this year. We go overseas camps for kids and the orphanages and hospitals. 
samples that we also here in the States as well. That's awesome, man. Good on you, dude. Seriously, thank you for taking the time for us this week. We really appreciate it. We'd love to do this again down the road, all right? Have a good me. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Again, that website that uh, Gary Barnage was talking about, afwbcamp.com, as he was cutting out a little bit there. But it's uh, really cool. Appreciate him doing that. All right, uh, AJ, your pick. Oh, no, it's not. It's, is it your pick? Is it your yeah. Pick? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's your pick. Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt's going to win the match. And, Aaron, you're going with Bray Wyatt as well. Yeah, we're all going with Bray Wyatt, I think. No? Now I'm confused, right? Because, and I just have this one question. There's six guys in the match? <laughs> and, and, and one of those has only just, held the belt just, for a couple just, weeks? I mean, just a question. There, there are six. Is, is John Cena one of those six? Um, presumably, yes. You mean to tell me that I could go down and have to sing the praises of Cleveland having picked against John Cena? You could. Yeah. That doesn't seem all that smart, now does it? It, it doesn't It doesn't seem all that smart. You remember my plan, my idea was, I, I thought they were so hell-bent on having Cena break the record yes. that they were he, going to have him lose. But if if he loses, it's, as you all point out, to have a Bray Wyatt-Randy Orton match well, at you, WrestleMania. You could hypothetically, especially with the fact that AJ Styles needs a, is, needs a rematch, John Cena will need a rematch. It's not implausible that they do all four of them in the then, WrestleMania match. Then what was the point? Well, that's the great. The, the point, I, I agree, it's not the best way to do it. Right. But I could see it happening. It's a very easy, I don't what, what better way could you do it? Well, the, the best way is you pay off this Randy Orton, Bray right, Wyatt and you just thing. and worry about the John Cena thing some other time. The problem being, like, it all seems to well, make... I thought you were saying this isn't the best way to get all four of them in a match. I was like, what other way? Well, no, no, I no. think that that's the way to get all four of them in the match. No, no, I'm no. just saying it's not the yeah. best way to It would to seem as though a one-on-one Randy Orton-Bray Wyatt match is is far more desirable. I'll, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to take <laughs> Bray Wyatt because I just can't fathom it being anything other than that at this point. But I swear to God, if I end up losing because I picked against John Cena, I deserve everything that comes to me. Well, you won't lose alone because <laughs> we're, we're kind of we're off in pairs here the way that we picked it. Oh, no doubt. All right, there you go. Those are our picks for uh, Elimination Chamber coming up on Sunday night. Uh, when we come back in for segment number three, we got some stuff we want to talk about. There's some uh, conversation about perhaps uh, another WWE show starting to do standalone live events. We'll talk about that and... I'm going to pay off my last bet when we come back in. Ooh. Yeah. I'm going to go live, and we're going to uh, pay it off. So that's, uh, that's I'm going to do it with you. Oh, you're going to do it together? It's going to sound a little bit awkward that, with you that, on Skype and me. That that will be a little weird. But well, what the hell? Yeah, maybe, maybe it's supposed to sound terribly awkward. Although it's also going to be awkward because only one of us will be on video. But whatever. We'll make it work. I was going to say, AJ has to be on uh, would have to pull we'll, up. We'll, the we'll make it we'll work somehow, some way. All right. Uh, I'm Glenn. He's Aaron, and he's the main event. A.J. Francis, the Washington Redskins, this is Jobbing Out. Hi there, KZ here with Sarita, the NFL chick. Every Sunday from 10 a.m. to noon, you can hear us right here on PressBoxOnline.com slash radio for the PressBox Fantasy and Reality Football Football Show. show. Sarita tries to keep me in check. I get a little uh, shady every once in a while. No, I just try to keep KZ in realistic world instead of you either stink or you're great. It's all about fantasy. It doesn't matter what's real. It just doesn't. Yes, because wins and losses don't matter, KZ. They don't. They don't. Garbage time is winning time. That's all that matters. Anyway, you can listen to us, as I said, 10 a.m. to noon right here, pressboxonline.com slash radio or slash fantasy, whichever 
you're in the mood for. NFL, college football, 10 sometimes baseball. 10 a.m. to noon every Sunday. The Press Box Fantasy and Reality Football Show. Pressboxonline.com slash radio. Now through Valentine's Day, get a free eight-piece nugget or Chick-fil-A sandwich with every purchase of a six-count cookie only at Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square. Plus, Tuesday, February 14th is a Valentine's date night for kids with their parents at Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square. For $5, you get the Chick-fil-A buffet dinner and an ice dream bar. And since it's Kids Club night, there will be arts and crafts and more sweet treats for children. Reservations are required and there will be three seatings at 4.30, 5.30, and 6.30. You can make your reservations through the Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square Facebook page, either privately or in a comment. Be sure to include how many will be in your party? That's Chick Fil A Nottingham Square, fifty one ninety eight Campbell Boulevard. Back in here, segment number three. It is jobbing out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, and the main event, AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins. So here's the deal. Um. God, I'm not I'm not thrilled about this. We all lost to Aaron by the tiebreaker for our uh, last uh, group of picks. I guess I can go ahead and turn on Facebook Live for this. Let me go ahead and do that right now. Um, yeah, we uh, we make bets for every pay per view, and uh, we for the Royal Rumble we we made a bet in honor of uh, the great. Uh, oh, I didn't turn on live. Now I'm live. Now I'm on Facebook. Hello, Facebook Live. I'm Glenn. We're in the middle of taping uh, Jobbing Out this week. Jobbing Out! And uh, nobody can hear AJ, unfortunately, on Facebook Live. They can hear him during the show, but he can't hear him on Facebook Live. Um, Aaron's here. AJ's uh, down in uh, Florida. So uh, we made uh, these picks for Royal Rumble, and uh, myself, AJ Francis, Steve Miggs from uh, Seattle, we all lost to Aaron. So unfortunately, that means that we have to pay our penance for having lost Let's to Aaron. Let's be honest, we didn't lose to Aaron. Well, yeah, we tied Aaron, and Aaron won the like tiebreaker that we established. So he's the fucking worst. He is the worst. Everybody agrees that uh, that Aaron is the worst. So, um, yes, we agreed that in honor of our favorite professional wrestler, Grado, uh, who comes to the ring. Uh, God, I'm not. My boss is watching. I just I just saw him. my boss <laughs> is watching this right now. That's, uh, that's, 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 uh, that's not, that's not ideal. That's not ideal. Um, so in honor of, uh, of, of, of Grado, that we agreed that the loser would sing Like a Prayer by Madonna. And I realized, I don't really know Like a Prayer by Madonna. But we're gonna give it a shot. I have no idea if you can even hear that in the background. Life is a mystery. Everyone must stand alone. I hear you call my name, and it feels like When you call my name, it's like a little prayer. I'm down on my knees. I want to take you there in the midnight hour. I can feel your power just like a prayer. You know I'll take you there. I hear your voice. (laughs) It's like an angel sighing. I have no choice. 
I hear your voice feels like flying. I close my eyes. Oh God, I think I'm falling out of the sky. I close my eyes. Heaven help me when you call my name. It's like a little prayer. I'm down on my knees. I want to take you there in the midnight hour. I can feel your power just like a prayer. You know I'll take you there. Oh, do the same thing? Uh, I don't even have the lyrics for this part. They're not listening here. You troll something like uh, I really don't have these lyrics. I'm sorry. They're not in front of me. I'm sorry. Using a dream. No end to this. This is a disaster. Come on, dude. I don't have them. Like a dream. Let the choir sing. When you call my name, it's like a little prayer. I'm down on my knees. I want to take... Do we have to keep doing this? In the midnight hour, I can feel your power just like a prayer. You know I'll take you there. Call my name. It's like a little prayer. I'm down on my knees. I want to take you there. In the midnight hour, I can feel your power. Just like a premium, you take you there. Oh, uh, I know this part. This is a breakdown. Oh, oh, you're like, is a mystery. Everyone must stand alone. I hear you call my name. And it feels like home, like a prayer. Your voice can take me there, just like a muse to me. You are a mystery, just like a dream. You are not what you seem, just like a prayer. No choice, your voice can take me there. Prayer, I'll take you there. <laughs> it's like a dream to me. <laughs> Just like a prayer, I'll take you there. <laughs> it's like a dream to me. Just like a prayer, I'll take you there. Yeah. It's like a dream to me. Just like a prayer, I'll take you there. I'm pretty sure it's just this the rest of the way. Are we good? We good? I think we're yeah. good. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Adios, Facebook Live. That I'm so sorry. Uh, by the way, those of you complaining, you chose to watch this. <laughs> See you guys. Ah, what a disaster like, that you, was. You, you set the bar, so now that Migs and AJ uh, have to do that much, too. So. I can't believe the first late play website that I went to for lyrics did not have any of the lyrics. <laughs> the first. I'm like, what the hell? I just thought they kept repeating. Uh, no, so I was in no. a panic and had to go find them somewhere else. But there you go. There you go. I have now paid off my bet. I... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. People apparently enjoyed it. I don't know why. I don't know I why enjoyed anyone it. would have enjoyed that. Oh, you also have to post it, right? I think that has to live oh, in yeah, perpetuity. Yeah. I don't think you can just yes. make that go away afterwards. It'll be part of the rule as well. 
So now I've done that. Uh, AJ, you have agreed that you, you've uh, stepped up the ante even further. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do, uh, the, it's going to be a Periscope, I assume, or a Twitter Live, which I assume is just Periscope. Yes. Um, at our, at our, uh, celebration party for our 100th episode, even though it's technically the 103rd well, yeah, episode. Right. But it's a celebration. It's a celebration, um, bitches! So everyone that comes to the party will be involved in my, uh, like a prayer. Sing That's along. awesome. And I, I, I hope you do the Grado crawl during it. That's all I hope. Oh my and god. Could we get him a Grado costume? Could we get Grado? Could we get Grado? Aaron! You're, you're the guy with the money, AJ. I bet you we could. We could book him. Let's talk about this. He, he Let's. Booking. Well, it's, uh, we, we know people. Would, would he be willing to work for Jimmy's Famous Seafood Crab Cakes? It's a long trip from uh, Scotland. For I that. think we should look into it. I think we should at least consider the possibility, or at least pitch the idea of trying to get him here for crab cakes. Or we could just have him on the show. Well, yeah, we could just have him call in. That's a good point. We could just have him call in. That's not a bad, terrible idea. Um, oh, oh, we we can't we can't post it because Facebook's decided it's not. I just got a notice after I tried to post it that says Facebook has decided that it includes music that may belong to somebody else. Oh, Twitter. Zuck. Oh, you know what? We can override. We can override. Um, yeah, make make them take it down. Right. It says now. Am I going to have my Facebook account suspended in this process? That would kind of suck if I did all this to have my Facebook I, account suspended. <laughs> that'd be pretty funny though. It says your video was not posted because it may contain music, audio, or video that belongs to someone else. Um, and it says specifically, like a prayer by Madonna. Wow. Uh, good job. Facebook is doing a damn good job, man. Wow. Facebook is committed to protecting everyone's intellectual property, so we're letting you know that your video contains material you may not have the rights to use. Post this video if you feel like this is a mistake and you have the rights to use all the content in your video. Well, let's just go ahead and click post. Just post it. Yeah. Now, it says you should only post the video if you have the rights. Like, Jesus Christ. Well, you just may have Madonna to. Madonna wants to sue you for having... I mean, she did go after Grado. <laughs> let's just keep that in mind. She did She did fight with Grado, but... Um, Ah, oh, what the hell? I'm going to go ahead and click post the video. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg calls me personally, right? Like, excuse me, Mr. Clark? Well, if you get Mark Zuckerberg on the line, then it's all yeah, worth it that's anyways. Good that's a good point. All right, uh, good deal. So uh, now I've taken care of that. Um, yeah, Miggs is going to do it next Tuesday, and AJ's going to do it at the party. Uh, let's get into our top, uh, our quick count for this week is what we're going to do first. Our quick count for the week, uh, three stories we have not had an opportunity to talk about that, uh, we're going to talk about, uh, because they deserve some conversation. Uh, Aaron, uh, we always let you go off the, uh, the reservation a little bit for number one. Where are we going this week? Yeah, I feel Gary Bar- Garnet, that Gary Garnage. Gary Barnage might, uh, tr- prefer this one as, uh, we're going to Shikara, one of my, uh, passions in life as far as wrestling goes. They did something weird. So, as I've talked about before, Shakar kind of breaks down their their shows, their their product into seasons. Kind of at the end of every year, they they have a different theme to every season, or you know, an overarching storyline. Generally, it's not like wrestling where it's it's clearly full. They have the beginning and end to every season. So this was their season premiere at National Pro Wrestling Day this past weekend. So far, so good. Then all of a sudden, people start noticing there are a few changes in Shakara that doesn't really fit with the continuity. There's a, a different champion than what we saw from the last show. There, there's a couple things here and there. Then after the show, it's revealed, oh, by the way, we were supposed to start season 17 
This is actually season 18 that we're starting here. We filmed a secret season 17. What? In the past, and we are going to release it on, uh, on, uh, Chikaratopia, their, their version of the network, in, in chunks over the next month or so. Huh. That's kind of wild. So basically what they're doing, AJ, you, you'd appreciate this as an Arrow watcher. What Arrow did recently with the, they started the season premiere with the, the, uh, a couple of seasons ago with Ollie sitting at the grave and then they built towards that. You remember yes. what I'm talking about, AJ? They're basically doing that with Shakar where we saw the, the shot and then we have this season here that's kind of building towards it. The actual reason for it is simply that they have a ton of people who have left the company over the past day. You know, Kimberly and Heidi Lovelace and Drew Gulak all got signed by WWE. Eddie Kingston got signed by TNA. A couple other people got signed by Evolve and some other companies. So they realized we can't wait for this because then we won't have access to them anymore. So we will bring them in over the course of probably a weekend. We don't know exactly when these were filmed. But, uh, and then we are going to just use that and say, okay, this is how we're going to get there now that we have this complete roster overhaul. But just the fact that, again, Shikaria, I feel one of the things I really like about them is they're constantly pushing the boundaries of what wrestling can be. This idea that we don't necessarily have to have a linear product, we can treat it like a normal TV show, is an interesting thing. And anytime something like that happens in wrestling where they push the boundaries of what a wrestling product can be, it catches my attention. Um, yeah, I mean, as it should, no doubt about that. Um, okay, so that's going to lead us to number two. Now, I have to admit that I misread this at first, but it's still interesting, okay? Um, the, today, is this today? Yeah, today, Vince McMahon held his investors conference call to go over the fourth quarter of 2016, and there's a ton of stuff mm-hmm. in here. This was just the first thing that was pointed out to me, so it's what we'll talk about, but obviously I'm sure there'll be other things that, that as you scroll through this, you'll say, oh, okay, wow, how about that? That's interesting. Um, some other stuff. There's a, there's a, a fair amount in there about... Did they talk about how humans share 70% of their DNA with slugs? I didn't believe that that made it. Um, uh, where, where did you find that? Oh, that's just common knowledge. I, I was unaware. I was completely unaware of that. Wow, now it's uh, very interesting to me. There's a lot of talk about the UK tournament. Um, and, and where they're going, of course, we still don't know, and there's no definitive answer, which is always exactly where you want to be three weeks after you have the opportunity to capitalize on a very successful UK event. You always still, three weeks later, when your investors are asking you about it, kind of want to not have a true answer, he said. Um, somebody apparently asked him about capitalizing on the momentum, and he said, well, we already have. Uh, they've integrated the talent from the tournament on other areas of WWE programming. They're thinking about a That's weekly true. show, but it's not something they've announced yet. Well, weekly here's the thing, though. Weekly show, what they're probably doing, because granted, more stuff on the network is good, but I got to think that they might be able to squeeze a couple more dollars out of getting a TV deal in England. Holy, dude, wholly agreed. It's just the type of thing they should have had lined up. Before they did the, like they should have been able to end the tournament and then announce, here's what we're doing in order to actually capitalize off the I feel momentum. Like you think, I feel like you you think you're an expert on how British television works. I don't, I don't know how British television works. I know their investors want to know why they didn't do it that way, and that means yeah. that the WWE has to answer to that. You're right. Like that's the reality. Right. The reality is that your investors are saying that that was great, cool, UK tournament, awesome. Why did you do it? Right. What are, what are we doing? I'm giving you my money. How is it that you're adding from that outside of the cool? The event was cool. It was cool. But tell me what it is that you're doing. 
And I don't doubt, AJ, that it's not as simple as everybody's making it. It's not as simple as saying, well, now we're going to do a TV show, so when do we start? I have no doubt. But your investors would probably say, well, before we did this tournament, we should have had that plan. There, there was no reason why this had to be in January. Right. Nobody said it's in January or bust, right? Like you could have done it at any point and then come out of that and announced um, a, a TV deal or whatever it is that you're going to do. The part that was interesting to me, and again, I misread it, but I'm going to tell you exactly what he says now. Uh, this I'm reading uh, from PWInsider.com, who was listening in on the call. Uh, Vince was happy about the record-setting revenue for the company and put over the um, interesting to note that 205 Live would create new revenue for live revenue, merchandising and licensing. So the long-term plan is to try to spin that off as its own entity, similar to NXT. They would have a lot of plans. Essentially what it's saying is that 205 Live would then tour on its own so that instead of just sending off the cruiserweights to do house shows with Raw or to do... You know, appear on Raw, 205 Live would become its own thing with its own house shows and then presumably as well its own pay-per-view events or, you know, whatever you call them now, network specials, whatever you would want to call that. That was what was alluded to by Vince McMahon during the call. My question would be, can you envision 205 Live being in place to exist as its own entity for touring for live events? Uh, I say yes, and the reason why I say yes is because, I mean, other than the Authors of Pain and uh, a couple guys in Sanity, I mean, most of the NXT roster is already basically 205 Live. But then here's here's my problem with it. I, I think they could. I think they'd have to be very careful because we're already seeing, you know, 205 Live is not getting over with the, the main roster. The cruiserweights are not getting and over. That's, and you know how I can tell that neither one of you watched 205 Live this week? Because you just said that. If you watched 205 Live this week, you would not be saying that. So it's the first It's the, the crowd, first time. The, that. Crowd, the crowd, okay, it was the first time, but the crowd was more into the main event of 205 Live than they were any part of SmackDown, I know, because I watched. Okay, good. Then that, That's great. And that's the first time in six or however long 205 Live has been on that that's been the case. You know, we saw on Raw, we were it's getting these great... But a lie so effortlessly. How long? How long is two hundred five? Was it September that it started? Two hundred five live? No, it was like the end of October. No, it was. I remember we had Rich Swan on end of. I think it was November. It was November. Okay, yeah. so four months. Four months. So what, they've they've been running the cruiserweights, and you know, like on Raw, on Raw they've been having these great matches, and they're getting no response, and it sucked. Uh, that, the Rumble, that match between Swan and Neville, got very little response. And once again, you clearly did not watch 205 Live this week. Okay, that's great. To the one time 205 Live has a response. That's wonderful. Okay. I hope that's okay, the case. But here's the thing. You can't say that they haven't done something when they did it this week. Is all I'm saying. I can say that 95% of the time, the cruiserweights are not getting a very good reaction. But they did it this week. Okay. Read over me lately. <laughs> Fine. I kind of want to just keep listening to this. I kind of want to just let you guys keep going at it. Go for it. Go do, do I think they can? Yes. But I think that... You AJ, have to, say something about how Aaron's an asshole, too. That's right. I think you have to run these small venues. I think you have to be targeting the hardcore fan at these small venues, and then you try to get that. You can't be... I personally think they don't... They, they That obviously would be part of the game plan. That's what they've done with NXT the entire time. But... 
Um, like that's why NXT does shows at Hammerstein Ballroom and not they don't try to well, do it or at, like the place they did it. I, I would agree. I think that, so. The last time NXT was here, they did it at this sort of podunk arena in Harford County. Great arena, and it was though. it was the perfect spot for it. It's like yeah. a, a three thousand seat yeah, arena. Um, what they're doing, they're gonna do the same thing to do with NXT's travel. But what I think they would have to do is because right now, realistically, if you say guys over with the crowd. You got Gentleman Jack, you got Neville, you got Rich Swan, you got uh, Mustafa Ali, and like realistically over with the crowd that people really care about, that might be it. Yeah, correct. I, mean, I, I, I so, even say Ali is kind right, of Right, yeah, I mean, you could argue on a couple of those guys, I agree. No, I mean, no, I mean uh, and Austin Aries, obviously. I think that if you have 205 Live as another feeder system, where you go from NXT, like uh, Ciampa and Gargano could go to 205 Live tomorrow. Right, but I, I guess it would, right. It would look great for it would be give them opportunity to build up, and it would be good for the division as a whole. You have a bunch of guys that come out of NXT that may or may not be ready for the main roster, or they might be ready for the main roster. But two and five live really is the main roster. You're on Raw, so like it's its own entity in the, in and of itself. But you telling me uh, uh, Apollo Crews probably wouldn't have been better off if he would have came up to two and five live. Um, don't necessarily disagree with that. I don't know what what is what is Paul, Paulo Cruz way. I don't know if that would have worked. Um, bro. He could have been two hundred four point. I don't know. He looks pretty thick to be trying to get away with two hundred five. Alexander, bro. Well, I mean, yes, I think Apollo Cruz is still even a little bit thicker than Cedric Alexander. All, all you yeah. have to do is do the whole dieting thing, and you have him weigh in like they did with who was it? Was it uh, Devon Dudley the one time? I don't, like, I don't remember, but yeah, yeah, they, they've done this in the past where guys who are like two fifty is like all of a sudden, oh, I went on a crash diet. I'm just still carrying right. water weight right, right now, you know. Look, I, I, this is tricky for me because my argument would be, I think if you combine two hundred five live and NXT, you you'd have something that you could take to even bigger. bigger yes. Now the problem is. There's not a lot of buildings between where you currently are and the arenas that WWE tours in with their main rosters, right? Like, there's there's not a lot of 8,000-seat arenas throughout the country, like, that's between where you are and where you, you know, have your, 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 your main card. So that's tricky. If you told me I had the option to see NXT and 205 Live together on one bill, like, I'm paying a pretty penny for that, right? Like, that to me you is... really could do? What if they, what if they took the TNA and independent route and they started doing it at uh, minor league baseball stadiums? I I I've always thought that was a cool thing. Like I've always been into that. The problem is you can only do it during the summer. You can only do it during the summer. You can and, and weather. You right, know, there's if, the if, risk. If, if yes, it absolutely. Rains, that's a problem. And and the thing is, minor league stadiums have been a little less inclined to do it lately, just because it is a pain in the ass during the season to set it all up. You, you, it used to be that they would kind of fill. Well, the, and all, but in fairness, that was TNA and like. Yeah. And, and part, yeah, WWE's a little different. Part of yeah. the issue there was that you were doing all that work, and what part were you... Part of the issue there is that it was TNA. Well, correct. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. What are you really getting out of it? Yeah. Were you were you selling out? Uh... And let's, let's be clear. It used to be that WWE regularly, and, and when I say used to, I'm not talking about that far back. I'm talking about the mid-2000s. The, Fre- you know, the Frederick Keys were a regular house show stop at least once a year. Right. And this is what you're saying, is that this would be a WWE product... They could go during the summer to minor league stadiums. You're me that Bowie Bay Sox couldn't sell out 
uh, NXT. They got, a, they got they got a big stadium in Bowie. I don't Bowie, know. Bowie I don't know if it like would sell 10, out, but it, it's. Yeah, I mean, the, the concept that you're saying is, even if it doesn't sell out, would it sell a boatload well, of tickets and yes. be worth it for them? Yeah, I think it would be worth it for yes. them to do something like there. I think that would make a lot of sense. That would be the type of location that you'd be looking for. That's why I like the idea of combining the two. I like the idea yeah. of combining 205 Live and NXT for the purpose of live events and even potentially for the purpose of pay-per-views. That, and I, I don't even know that you have to do it this way. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying we're going to have on the raw paper, or if it's a, a big weekend for, you know, like a Royal Rumble weekend, that yeah, we're going to have, um, you know, one match, one, you know, cruiserweight championship match on the, the Royal Rumble, on the but we're also going to have two other matches on Saturday night. Right. That we're going to throw in with NXT, that, that take like over. They do, like they do with the, the overseas tours. Right. Like, I, I think that would, would be great, honestly. I think that would be incredible. I, I don't know about having four different touring entities. I know, I get it, like, the, the, their argument gives us more to have, like, constantly have somebody overseas. Like, you can constantly have somebody doing something internationally, but that takes away from your television. It, it's all, it's really tricky to try to pull this off with four. And then again, for me to say, so let's just say that in the span of a year between Baltimore and DC, how many times are these various entities coming to town? Like eight total, right? Like something in that neighborhood? Can I afford eight different visits? Like what am I cutting out in the process? I, you know, this goes back to the oversaturation conversation that we have a lot. And, and I don't know. I get that they're saying it's the network. How's it going to hurt us to put more content on the network? If, if 205 Live does two of their own branded events on Sunday nights during the course of the year, is that a bad idea? No, it's not a bad idea, but. You just have to be really careful. With I don't think it can be much more than that, right? Because yeah. like, what you don't want with 205 Live is them being, ruining it and being out of business like Aaron said NXT would be at this time this year. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, like, like it seems like NXT probably still will be at some point this year. Like, yes, that's just exactly. the way that it goes. Um, alright, and that brings us to number three. This is something that you're interested in, Aaron. Oh, yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, they're, they're not that interesting. Oh it was, you know, God! It, it's been a long day. It's been a long week. Um. Anyways, so there, a report popped up, kind of out of nowhere this week, about a movie that WWE Films is is going to do, and it's about it's going to be a, I don't know if I call it a biopic, but it's a it's, it's a a nonfiction about Paige and her family. Um. Already, you have The Rock in as a producer, and supposedly will have some role in the movie. Uh, you have Stephen Merchant as the director. He's going to play Paige. What's that? What? That he's going to play Paige. Oh, yeah, yes, The Rock is starring as Paige. Damn it, I wish we would have caught that the first time, because that was pretty good, bro. Although, uh, The Rock is Alberto Del Rio would be pretty awesome, too. Oh, the all-in on The Rock is Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> um, and uh, Le- uh, Lena Hetty, uh, Cersei Lannister, is playing... Uh, Paige's mom, mom, who's a legendary is, pro wrestler. Yeah, a legendary pro wrestler. And, and that's a pretty big get for, you know, a... a WWE films. films. I, I don't know if you heard, heard this. Halle they, Berry. Yeah. No, they, well, no, no. They, in their most recent film, they got uh, the guy from... Uh, the, the janitor. They got the janitor from Scrubs. So... I mean... Pretty, pretty similar. He's pretty bro. awesome. Pretty similar. He is pretty awesome. Um, it, it's interesting on a number of levels. A, the fact that I believe this will be the first WWE films like getting into a wrestling story as opposed to doing something outside of wrestling as far, you know, a biopic more right. or less. This is the first time they've done it, which is when people, when 
that they first started, people were like, oh, well, we'd like to see a documentary on Andre, basically everything that we've been seeing with the 30 for 30s lately. We thought that we'd be getting that from WWE Films. So it's interesting that, uh, it's interesting that it's Paige's family that the, su- that's the subject that's been chosen, considering Paige supposedly on the outs with WWE. She's still under contract, but, you know, they're not exactly thrilled with her right now. So that's interesting. And just, you know, the fact that this has come together so quickly. And, and what is it going to be? Is it yeah. going, is it a made for TV movie? Is it a real movie? What, what well, are we Hang on. If it's from WWE Films, what do you think it is? Well, it's, it's WWE Films plus, uh, WWE Films has made some real movies, bro. But, but I mean, have they made a movie that's made money in the, in the theaters? Film Howdy 4 Barry is the other. And one. Colin Farrell. I, un- I understand they were movies. stars, but did those movies really make money? I believe so, yes. Did they? What was, what was the Colin Farrell one called? That was, I honestly can't remember. That's the goofy part about it. Holly Berry was like the call or something like that. Yeah, Holly Berry was the call. That movie was awesome. I'm not saying it sucked. I just don't think it made like real money in the theaters. Dead Man Down is the... Dead Man Down. Dead Man Down is the Colin Farrell film. The Colin Farrell film made $18 million at the box office. Which is, look, nothing to sneeze at by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not saying that $18 million is a poor number, but it's not. They haven't done anything. Even their biggest movies were... The the call was actually pretty big, but that was also... WWE Films is one of six studios involved with it, so they kind of tagged on, and it it did gross uh, $68 million against $13 million budget. So that that was considered a commercial. The the story of WWE Films is low-budget... Yeah. So they don't have to make two hundred right, million. Right. Exactly. That's the concept. No, I'm of saying I'm saying sixty-eight million over thirteen is very good. Well, it's just how, how much is that WWE films when they, you know, WWE films plus Stage Six plus Troika plus Amazia plus you know everything else that that was involved with it. Um. Look, is this, does this seem like an interesting project? Yes. Is it more interesting because it's Paige and we've been trying to figure out what the hell's going on between the WWE and Paige? Yes, absolutely. That makes it more interesting. Are they going to end up, is the movie ultimately really more about her mother and, and not really about Paige necessarily? Probably. Especially that with would, the, the initial casting. Then. Right. Like yeah. that would make the most sense. And is know, The Rock actually going to be involved or is this just an EP crap? Right. Yeah. Getting his name on something. Who knows? Um, and do we know that The Rock is a great producer either? Like, do we know that? at this point i i'm for it yay i i think the wwe would do be well served to make more wrestling biopics i think that there are like how many people are freaking the f out about a rick flair for 30 for 30 uh hello you're the people you're rick flair like if somebody's gonna make a a rick flair documentary it would seem like the wwe would be the the people to do it so biopics seem like a pretty good idea to me if if they're willing to go down that road. It would seem like the type of thing that they should be able to do and, frankly, should be able to do better. And there, there's some amazing biopics to be made. Oh, yes. Ric Flair, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Andre. Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan, Owen Hart. I, yes. There's just so many yes. ones that could be making so much money. Agreed. Even The Rock's biopic, The Rock's biopic would be crazy. Agreed. Yes. Wholeheartedly. And the WWE should be the company that should be able to make them because this is all of their shit. Like, they are all these people. So, uh, in favor, thumbs up, right? Like, now let's just, let's just see and let's see where it goes from here. Right now, am I all that interested in the movie about Paige's family? Frankly, no, I'm not because it's not. I only am. I wasn't at all until you told me who's playing her mom. Cersei Lannister's playing her mom. 
I will see it in theaters. Wow. Wow. That I mean, is, I like her. I'm not yeah, a, that is, that I'm is, not a seeing that everything. That is a bold proclamation. All right, very good. That's our quick count. Now, let's wrap up this week by doing something we haven't done in a very long time. It's our 100th episode. And uh, those of you that were with swim, us, that's of you swim, that were with swim. us for episode number Uno, perhaps remember that Aaron and I used to uh, when we when, when Aaron and I first launched the show. How many episodes until AJ became a full cast member? A little less 20? than halfway through. I, I feel like it was even more than that because I don't think it was until after his the football season. So like winter 2016, I would say like January 2016 was when he became full right. time. All right. So wow. I don't feel like it was that long, was it? I mean, because he, he wasn't every week during football season last season. That's true. Season, that that like. season he did have to chime in via when we were doing – he was regularly doing picks with us. Yeah. So AJ's always been a part of the show. Right. We always had him for picks. Right. He always did picks with us. And then once – Because I was the main event, I had to come in from Correct. Satellite. Correct. And then once football season ended, he was like, well, guys, I'm going to be here. I might as well just come in soon. like, yeah, you might as well. Um, and then it was just stuck because uh, we realized I that we the shit out of myself. Correct. We, well, we also needed you to keep Aaron in line. That was that was a big part of uh, your role was that uh, we wouldn't allow Aaron and his assholeish ways to uh, just get carried away. That being said, we used to end every show by doing assholeish ways. Are you going to be coming to Vegas or not? I, I, I we will discuss this off the air. <laughs> I, the answer is I still don't know, but I'm I'm working on it. I assure you, this is not about Glenn not wanting to go Glenn, to Vegas. Glenn is not the worst on the shit list, by the way. Oh, I understand. I've I've learned. Yes. So I've learned. <laughs> All right. Um. So we used to do a top five. Now you say, well, I'm familiar with the top five. Well, we used to do the top five a little bit differently. The concept of the top five originally was just for us to discuss. The, it was a power rankings concept. We would power rank five things that are the best in professional wrestling at the WWE. Well, especially when it was just me and you, and we tended to bitch a little bit more than we do now. Well, we still do a fair amount of bitching, but, but, we but we yes, have AJ we have AJ to keep us. It out, yes. Right, <laughs> Um, so it was our way of saying, yes, we've complained about things for, for an hour and a half. Now let's tell you that there are actually things that we like in professional wrestling was the way that we would go about doing that. So for episode number 100, we figured... Oh, so you're saying I made the show better. Got it. Well, I, I balanced it out. Those are your words. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> who sang Madonna this week, boys? Who that is did, true. That is true. I'll give you credit. Who did that? All right, so we're gonna bring it back. Our top five, five things that we actually enjoy. Now, I we we usually said they had to be WWE related. They had to be within the the family. NXT two hundred five. NXT yes, something related to WWE. If you look, if if we open it up, we just say Broken Matt was number one. Although, my God, did you see Senior Benjamin's tweet last night? Yes. AJ, did you see Senior Benjamin's? Um. Go check out Senor Benjamin's uh, Twitter page. I think everyone on the planet should do it currently. Senor Benjamin's Twitter page last night. I don't know where they were that this picture was taken. I have no idea what the what the show was or anything like that. But it's a picture of Matt and Jeff coming to the ring with Senor Benjamin behind them. <laughs> and the, the caption says, I want to check my shovel in the airplane. They said no. I hold it in spirit. And he's sitting there, or he's standing there holding a fake shovel. What I don't understand is why, like, I get it and it's hilarious, but, like, boy, you could have easily went to a Lowe's before. No, No, it's better this way, AJ. It's better this way. The man is walking to a ring holding a fake shuffle. It's wonderful. God bless Senor Benjamin. Senor Benjamin, if was an option, would be number one with a bullet on my list. So instead, we do the top five things of WWE that we actually enjoy. 
AJ, you're our main event, so you get to kick us off. What's number five? Number five to me is the New Day. The New Day is back to what they've been doing. Like, I get where, like I was talking about earlier, I get what other people were saying the last couple months of their reign because they weren't doing what they had done up to that point um, in terms of coming up with funny bits and making fun of their opponents and how they're going to do it. They were really focusing on getting the record, and that was, as they should, that's a huge record. The fact that they can say that they're the longest reigning tag team champs in WWE history is huge. Um, but I loved their entire segment and their match with uh, the Shining Stars this week. It was just fantastic all around, so I'm going to go with New Day. All right. Uh, Aaron? Uh, my number five is uh, the broadcast teams for just WWE as a whole. I feel like all of them. Especially when Moro Ronaldo uh, lets you know about the uh, big <laughs> upcoming pay-per-view this week, Hell in a Cell. Exactly. It's wonderful. But no, I, I feel like all of them have finally started to gel more and more, and I think that this is the best that all around. The oh, we don't even have Nigel McGuinness yet. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like we're getting promised Nigel right. McGuinness on NXT. The Raw and SmackDown are as good as they've been, and I'm just loving it right now. And I think that I it's... want, I want more Ronaldo, Corey Graves, and Austin Aries to to be the commentators of my funeral. Wow, wow, we can work on that. <laughs> we'll make that call. If we can't get Grado for the hundredth uh, episode or the the celebration, we'll certainly work on getting that for your funeral. When is that going to be? Because I think they need dates. Uh, twenty six. Uh, January eighteenth, twenty sixty five. All right, I will put that. I will put in the request this week. I'll put in the request for that. Yeah, they're very good. I mean, it was a little bit weird this week when JBL like called out Moro for having a Super Bowl reference. Like we all. JBL kinda, is the one. Like we all get it. Moro does that. He threads the needle, but you're not. You're not supposed to talk about it. J- JBL is the one right now, kind of. I still. Yeah, but, it's, but it's JBL, so. But, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love JBL. I respect. The thing is, JBL to me can say whatever he want because he is the one person on all the booths combined who's like, he is the uh, John Madden of the booth. As a, like, he might say idiotic things and stupid, but he's actually done it and he's done it at the highest level. So you got to give him his credit. Um, I, uh, there's something to be said for that. There's yeah. something to be said for that. My number five. Gonna catch you guys a little bit off guard. My number five is Emelina. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> and I hope she never shows up. No, 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 no. I've been ca- I'm campaigning right now. First match of WrestleMania, Emelina, Eva Marie, neither of them have shown up up until that I, and point. And it's fine. It's fine. I don't want her to show up because every week I get that same problem. And I gotta be honest with you. What odds would what odds yeah. do I have to give you to actually bet on her showing up next week? I'm not, I don't really want to do that. Oh, <laughs> I have no idea what you have to give me in order to get to <laughs> bet. It would have to be pretty significant. Um, I I I still enjoy the same goddamn. It's the same one every week, and yet every week you're like, oh yeah, you've yeah, this been is, patient. <laughs> this is great. This is really really great. Also, um, I know it's sort of unrelated, but. Have you guys seen the picture of Christy Brinkley and her daughters yes. in Sports Illustrated? My God. Yes. My God. I have not goes to Google. AJ Francis, AJ. <laughs> you, sir, right now, for the new uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, they've got 63-year-old Christy Brinkley and her two daughters, one of whom is also Billy Joel's daughter, um, posing for the new swimsuit issue and... How is she 63? Yes. Dude. (laughs) Dude. Wow. Right? Yes. Right. Wow. Right. So it's completely unrelated, but I think you understood how I got there from Emelina. 
yes, Emmeline is my number five. AJ, you're number four. Uh, my number four is The Miz. I think The Miz uh, had one of the best parts of that Fatal 4-Way match, uh, that little back-and-forth Daniel Bryan kick. It, it, we don't think there's going to be a payoff to it because Daniel Bryan can't wrestle, but the fact that he's able to, at this moment, I, I consider nothing more than troll Daniel Bryan every chance he gets, not to mention, he was laying into Baron Corbin last week on commentary. It was got to the point where I was uncomfortable because everything he was saying was A, true, and B, Baron Corbin couldn't say anything to defend himself. Like He was just getting – it was one of those things where, like, the point of the segment was for Baron Corbin to get mad and attack the Miz during the match. So they said, Miz, go out there and say some stuff that will make Baron Corbin mad so it looks realistic. And Miz was like, oh, I got a hot mic? Oh, okay, bet. And, <laughs> and he goes out there and he says things that actually make Baron Corbin mad and make people listening go, oh, damn, did he really just say that? Like, that's so – wow, I can't believe he's really doing this right now. Miz has been on fire for a very long time. And I I kind of hope – like, people are mad about that it might be Miz and Maurice versus Cena and Nikki. But that would be a huge spot for the Miz. Huge. You get to wrestle John Cena at WrestleMania again, and Nikki Bella, who's the biggest star in the women's division, is going to be in the match too. That's a big spot for the Miz. Is it the spot that we want? Wouldn't we rather have Miz in the, in the title match? Absolutely. Would you rather have him in an intercontinental title match? Probably. But it's still a big, huge spot to be in a WrestleMania match with John Cena and Nikki Bella. Uh, you're right. I... It just, if we're looking for a big spot, I just think, you know, I, I go back to that Ms. Shane idea, and that one, that's another big spot there that wouldn't, you know, it, it's the thought, same kind of I concept. Thought, I thought being in a match with Shane was terrible. I I, for for AJ was... Styles, yes. For The Miz, not necessarily, because I don't expect a five-star classic sense. from The Miz. Think about that makes sense. But continue. It... <laughs> go your number four. Oh, that, uh, my number four? My number four, uh, I love what they're doing. Again, with the exception of the little comment by Alexa that, uh, you know, basically Naomi's an afterthought. I love what they're doing with Naomi. Yeah, I love that they're right. finally, you know, seeing what we've been talking about for a while, that she should be used more. They, they've caught fire with the glow entrance. They figured out how to, you know, really emphasize what she's good at and put her in a position where she seems like a credible top of the division woman. Um, so I, I hope that they continue this after, uh, Elimination Chamber. Yeah, that's the pay-per-view. All right. My number four is also a little bit of a wild card, and I have come around. Um, I do not think this person is worthless. In fact, I think that this person is going to be a top heel very soon. The Drifter, Elias Sampson. I am all really? in I don't understand on why the Drifter. In on him. I, I just I didn't. It was a great heel from the beginning. I just didn't think there was anything there, and I I had to. I just needed to see it. Telling him to drift away is not what you want from a heel. I agree. I agree on all of it. I think the part of the problem was he was not regularly on television for a long time, or on NXT. I mean, I, I, oh, and so basically, it, exactly a year ago, you were so out when he came out in Philadelphia. Well, it was. Uh, I just had no interest. Yeah. I, I had nothing. I was. I was not there. Um, I think getting That's him. Not a heel, though, for him to for you to not like him. What's that? No, I think it's a big difference between not liking somebody and not being interested. I think there's two really different things. I think when you're not interested, you're going to get popcorn. I think when you don't like someone, that's a good thing for professional wrestling. The problem that I had with Elias Samson was indifference. Now I've come around on him being a legitimate, top-notch guy that's going to piss everyone off and is going to be a top heel on that show 
um, for a little while, and having seen it again each and every week, um, it's a perfect character. It's a perfect character. It gets under your skin. It bothers you. It's obnoxious. It's all of it, and I have come around fully on Elias Sampson, who is now my number four of things that I actually enjoy because I think he's doing a damn good job. That means it's your number three. My number three. Uh, Chris Jericho. I mean, Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho put Tom three. Brady on the list. He put Tom Brady on and the list. He did do that. Yes. He did put Tom Brady on the list because, he, mean, because Chris Jericho just, is yeah. the GOAT. Yeah. <laughs> he is the GOAT. I yes. mean, it's amazing to me that, that he's able to reinvent himself and stay relevant. Literally one year ago, people were so mad that Chris Jericho beat AJ Styles at WrestleMania. And if that happened at this year's WrestleMania, every single person no, would just absolutely go batshit, no doubt. It would be a, it would be totally effing insane. It would be incredible, no doubt, no doubt. I'm totally with you. All right, uh, Aaron, you're number three. My number three is is more of a concept. Aaron's doing this, by the way, with a, a mouth full of food because uh, I guess he That's thought that he, he I, I, I thought AJ was. Yeah, he uh, didn't he didn't realize that he was next. He he somehow forgot how our order went. Yeah. Uh. Anyways, so. It's more of a conceptual thing. Just the idea of now that we are in the road to WrestleMania, and so many times lately, it's just been let's throw things. You sound together. like Kanye West when he has had his mouth wired shut. That's what you sound so like. like right in the first two segments. <laughs> you guys are the like I'm, I'm all for talking shit about Aaron Eaton with his mouth full, but I don't think you're the guy that should be. Doing oh no 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 no! It's great right now because Aaron literally thought he had more time. Yeah. And so I don't care. I'll just fucking do it. Anyways, um. Long-term storytelling finally paying off at Mania. Even if we don't get it for the title, we're going to get Owens Jericho. We're going to get Wyatt Orton. You know, we're going to get Triple H Seth Rollins. We're getting the... What? Yeah, you think. That is a great point, right? Like, it can definitely be screwed up. Right now, I'm riding a high. Don't you take this away from me, AJ. This is supposed to be what we're happy about. Do not take this away from me. We're getting long-term storytelling at WrestleMania, and the build to it, the, the final build going up to WrestleMania, it's just nice to have as a wrestling fan. It's something we haven't had lately, really. We, if, if you think about it, the, the past few Manias mostly uh, have... a huge long-term story told between Roman Reigns and Triple H. People just... That, that, well, no, that was, that was the one last year, but I think that was the one. Last year of the long term. Well, certainly Brock Lesnar, Dean Ambrose was not a long term story. No, like you, you go through the matches, and for the most part, they were put together between the Rumble and WrestleMania, and and that's fine. But I like how this year we're actually getting three or more stories that started before the Rumble that we're now getting potentially that we're now getting paid off at the, WrestleMania. The problem that comes with that is the fact that you were right. Uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago. You said for Mania, they usually like to go at matches that they haven't seen before, they haven't done before. So it's hard to. It's hard to get storylines to last that long without ever putting a match between the two people that you want to have the match. Like, like for example, we keep waiting for the first ever John Cena Randy Orton match. Like, I just, I just want want one. You know what I mean? We got it the first ever on SmackDown Live. It was wonderful. The first time they've ever wrestled on the moon. We've got the first time they've ever wrestled each other on live. I would pay to watch that. I would actually pay to watch that. I would pay to watch that. I would definitely pay to watch John Cena try to. Uh, I would pay to watch Randy Orton pull an RKO out of an AA in zero gravity. In zero for gravity, sure. yeah. Yeah, all that would be really good. All <laughs> that would be really, really good. All right, uh, my number three is Samoa Joe. I'm happy to have him. I think that it's great. I think the, the it's a bigger number three. Like, my bigger picture is 
Um, they've really built up a, a group of credible heels right now, like true young credible heels between Braun Strowman, Baron Corbin, Samoa Joe. I like their stable of young heels because, as you know, uh, well, I mean, that's true. He's not young. You're, it's a good point. You're right. He's not young, but he's new. Um, he's fresh. He's fresh. Sure, he's a fresh heel. Um, and with those other two guys, as everyone on the planet knows, it's so much better to have someone start as a heel and turn face than it is to try to start. That's the problem with Apollo Crews right now. It's like, why do I like Apollo Crews? I don't, you haven't told me why I'm supposed to like Apollo Crews. So I'm indifferent towards him. It's so much better to start someone on programming as a heel and try to turn them face afterwards than it is to do it the other way around. It's just way more difficult to start someone as a face and hope that, that they'll just get over on their own. So I, I like it's worked. Um, Baron Corbin's getting over. Braun Strowman's getting over. It, you know, Samoa Joe immediately got over the moment that he showed up. Um, and, and it's so easy to go from that to, I assume at some point Braun Strowman is going to be a face fairly, in fact, could be fairly quickly. Could be by SummerSlam Braun Strowman will be a face. Um, people, I mean, in part, you've lined him up with Roman Reigns, so he's the biggest face in the company, right? Like, that's just the way that it works. Um, it's all good. I like it all. I like there being a stable of, of strong, um, uh, heels because strong heels turn into strong faces. So, that's sort of my, it's my way of saying I'm happy to have Samoa Joe there, but I'm happy that he's there at the same time. And ultimately, having Samoa Joe around helps you in the process of turning Braun Strowman face because you know that you have a strong heel there behind him. So that's my number three is strong heels. Your number two? My number two is one of those strong heels is Braun Strowman. I think that when Braun Strowman first came around that he uh, got a lot of flack because he wasn't really that good in the ring, which was true. He was lacking, but... He was put in a position to work in a faction with Bray Wyatt where he could be used properly until he developed the talent to be able to work matches by himself. Um, and now he does a great job at telling stories and working matches and doing things by himself. And I think he's probably the most overheel in the company right now. And I think it's only a matter of time um, before he I, – I told you guys two months ago – on our year in review show that I thought he was going to be the, the universal champ before SummerSlam. And right. I still think that's the case. Uh, look, they clearly got him on the right path for that to be the case. There's no doubt about that. Aaron, uh, my number two, uh, favorite of all of ours, uh, Gentleman Jack just keeps getting better. Well, I don't know how better. he's not number one on your list. Well, you haven't even seen two or five live. I, I saw the clips. I, I didn't see the full episode. I saw the clips. I, I saw him jump off with the, the umbrella. I saw him use the umbrella. And I still want to know, like, was, is the umbrella thing just they thought it would be funny for a, for a London guy to use it? Or did they see the Kingsmen? Cause it could go either way with it. Um, but it, just everything about him is, just wonderful, and I hope he gets even more screen time. Well, he's number one on my list because there's nothing better in professional wrestling at the moment than Gentleman Jack Gallagher. He's he's doing more, and, and I'm even talking Jericho Owens. Like, I was, was going to say, I have Jericho as number one. And that's so. fine. That's fine. Jericho Owens are great, but I'm very specific with my number two. My very specific number two is that the shtick has gotten so good that, like, nobody realized. This, was, this is so low-key funny, right? For Monday Night, low-key funny was um, Jericho or, or Kevin Owens saying, do you know why I'm the longest-running uh, uh, universal champion of all time? And the joke is that, like, because the, the He's belt's the only, only been around for it. Yeah, you know, right. like, I mean, that's the joke, right? But Goldberg is so painfully unfunny and not great 
He's Dadberg that he says back, because you haven't faced me yet, which is in no ways funny, but yet you laugh at the whole thing because the setup's great and because you know why it would be funny. Like the that's so, and working as the straight, the ridiculous straight man, right? Like that's the great. whole yeah. thing is so low key funny that you're just like, just, you know, like God bless yep. everyone involved yep. with this. So I look, maybe it's because I'm jaded. Like I I know how good Jericho and Owens been for a while and. I'm still in the first, I'm still in the first month of my love affair with Gentleman Jack Gallagher, and maybe that'll dry up at some point, but Gentleman Jack is professional wrestling. This is the point. Give me an absurd, amazing character that's also credible as a professional wrestler. That's what I want in my life, and that's what I'm getting in Gentleman Jack. And, and don't ever, like when, when they, when they had to force the five guys all coming out on Raw, you've got to be true to his character, and he's got to come out and say, this isn't very gentlemanly of me. Like, you gotta do that type of stuff because that's what makes the character work. So, Gentleman Jack's my number one. Yeah, my number one's Jericho for everything Nothing you wrong. just said, right. and that segment was just so wonderful oh, that, great. yes. It was great. My number one is Roman Reigns. <laughs> Shocker! <laughs> and the reason why is because he had the best match on Raw. Oh, for God's sake. He sakes. had the second best match at the Royal Rumble. He had the best Raw match at the Royal Rumble. Hands down. Yeah. He consistently puts on great matches. He puts other guys over. Maybe this he is why we stopped doing the top five this way. <laughs> and yet, people are still pretending like oh, all that for is God's the case. Sakes. So, I need to enlighten all you peons that believe that Roman Reigns is not great or that he's not being used the right way. They're doing literally... Everything you bitched about about last year going into WrestleMania, this entire year, they've spent doing the exact things you wanted them to do. Have them lose big matches, have them lose matches that weren't that big to put other people over, not be in the title picture, put on great matches still. He's done all of those things, and people still boo because people are still dumb. So there you go. That's our top five for this week. Oh, a hundred episodes and some tropes will never die. There is no doubt about that. All right, uh, AJ, get get your plugs in. People will start realizing that they're assholes. <laughs> well, that's not happening. If, 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 we're a hundred episodes in and Aaron hasn't realized that he's an asshole yet. So when are we going to get everybody else to? Come on, man. Uh, get your plugs in. First of all, uh, anything coming up at the Jewish Community Center that you need to plug? Uh, no, thankfully, the Jewish Community I, Center... I, I thought you were starring a fiddler on the roof. I was really hoping for that. Dude, I got to tell you, there, I don't remember what station I was listening to the other night, but there was a radio station that was like... And the commercial started this way. The Baltimore Jewish Community Center presents... I'm like, what? Well, no, you, we're you going. Know, you know Nova Pro usually runs out of the Fairfax Jewish Community no, Center. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. We kind of need to go, dude. Yeah, we do. We kind of need to go. All right. Uh, uh, tell everybody uh, about uh, where they can find you on Twitter and also what's coming up with the Francis Sports Academy. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at AJFrancis410. Uh, Francis Sports Academy, my dad's team, they were 18-0. and 0. They took their first loss this past week to become 18-1. I saw uh, you and uh, you and Brian Powell yeah, got into a bit of a, yeah, a Twitter battle the other night. Uh, I would like to point out that they lost a close game, and two, their, two of their starters didn't play because they had the flu. Oh, okay. So, okay. So, so it was an injury loss. Well, it, Asterisk up on there. Yeah, asterisk loss. It was eight, even though they're eighteen and one, they're still number one in the region, number one in the county. Um, nothing changed. Uh, they still have a lot of cushion left between them and second place. But uh, my dad's still doing skill sessions every Sunday. Uh, you can go on francisportsacademy.com or follow us on Francis underscore sports or uh, on Twitter at Francis underscore sports on Instagram to find out more. 
Um, I've been putting highlights up with the kids um, from the event, so you can check those out on my Instagram at Francis underscore sports. Uh, it's just a good time, man, and I'm going to be back in Maryland, so I'm going to be at some of those events. Um, I'll be back in Maryland on Sunday, and I'll be in studio next week, baby. Oh, God damn it. That means you guys are going to tell me I have to come down to D.C., isn't it? God, son of a Correct. Bitch. God damn it. I knew that was coming. You actually probably have to pick me up in Bethesda on your way there. Oh, God. All right. Fine. 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 That means you got to sit in the car with the car seat behind it. Ha, ha, ha. Joke's on you. Joke's on you. Is it? Well, not really. All right. Um, uh, Aaron, uh, let's get the plugs in. Where are you on Twitter? Uh, I'm at the Aoster. Where are we on Twitter? At Jobbing Out Show. And the uh, email address? JobbingOutShow at gmail.com. And please, if yep. you, uh, if you're thinking about coming, even if it's the, if there's a, you know, 20% chance of you coming, let us know. We kind of want to start getting a head count here, figuring out what we need to do, where we need to have it, and, yep. and then just making sure that you guys are interested in coming to our uh, party in a few weeks. All right. And, uh, you have anything coming up at the Baltimore Sun Rolling Stone? Probably nothing for this week. I have a couple of things. Uh, actually, I'm going to start working on a look back at Wrestling Society X. It's the 10 year anniversary of it, so I should have something for Rolling Stone out in the next few weeks on that. I'm, I'm looking forward to doing the interviews for that. It's cool. That, yeah. Uh, Adrian, did you ever watch that, the MTV show Wrestling Society X, when it was out? No. It, it's basically the XFL of wrestling, and I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, taking a look back at that. Very cool. I'm on Twitter at Glenn Clark Radio. GlennClarkRadio.com is the website. Thanks again to Gary Barnage from the Cleveland Browns for joining us a little bit earlier on in the show and uh, making some picks with us. We appreciated that. For Aaron Oster and for... The main event, Vince, Vince. AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins. I'm Glenn Clark. This has been the 100th episode of Jobbing Out. Jobbing Out. 100.